minutes by yourself and you feel shame you know and then you get free the only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with miss mcgill <laughs> And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 28 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. And today's Sunday, so you know what that means, folks. Another Vault episode. Got a good one, this one. I'm telling you, bad dude. Western Hockey League, undersized guy. Very Darren Langdon-ish. Chris Graff. Now, if you're sitting there saying, who? Well, I'm going to tell you. Go to YouTube, type in Chris Graff, you will not be disappointed. This dude buckled... Oh, your hero is Adeno Chara? Graff buckled him. Yep, Scott Parker, Tedarenko, you name him, Graff fought him. And bad dude, Spokane Chief, Medicine Hat Tagger, went on, played a couple years of pro, and, uh, and a really good dude. Hung out in his basement uh, just a couple months ago. Yeah, got to see the Austin Ice Bats uh, game worn in person. Pretty sweet. Sat at a bar. Yeah, I love it. This is how he had the bar built by Sean Legault. Sean Legault is a hell of a woodworker. And uh, yeah, he built the bar. So I sat at the bar all afternoon and uh, with Chris and his lovely wife, Denise. And uh, we shot the shit and drank. And it was a good time. Told some stories and... Uh, I gave him the Roadhouse, the Dalton line. I said, I thought you'd be bigger. Yeah, but uh, no, Chris is a great guy, and I just actually got off the phone with him this afternoon. I have another uh, kind of a um, project that I'm working on. It's him and Josh Mazur and Dean Mayrad. I want to get one other guy. I think we're going to call it the Science of Fighting, and I think you guys are going to really dig it. And uh, I ran it by uh, Chris today, and, uh, and he was all for it, so... Um, but yeah, seriously, uh, go on YouTube and and check his check his tilts out because he was awesome. And uh, I wanted to, uh, of course, on Sunday every Wednesday is new content. I put up new content every Wednesday, and then of course on Sunday, um, a vault episode from my old website. I like to get my old player interviews back up online. Um, when my site went down, I was really pissed about the the player interviews going away, and I wanted to. Uh, when I joined the network, the Hockey Podcast Network, I told them I'd really like to get my player interviews back up online because I felt I owed it to the guys, for for one, for taking the time out to talk to me. But two, I think I, it was really important to keep get their stories out there. And, uh, you know, once you get on the Internet, I mean, you know, it's forever kind of thing. And and uh, and I wanted to do that. And uh, so every Sunday we came up with the concept. Every Sunday will be a vault episode until, you know, obviously all my player interviews are up. So, um yeah, but uh, like I said, this is episode 28, so if you're a new listener, I highly encourage you to go back and check out the other 27. Of course, on, on Wednesday, I had uh, John Searson from the UK, a lifelong uh, or a longtime UK hockey fan, and uh, we talked about the top 10 fighters from the British Super League and the Elite League, and 
you know, of course, obviously a lot of familiar names from Dodie Wood to Rob Trumbley to Dennis Vial and Mike McWilliam and on and on. And uh, I know it was really, uh, the UK fans are a passionate bunch. So um, I know it's it did quite well with the listens over there. And uh, I know it, uh, John posted on a on a message form over there and already got told he was an idiot. So I'm like, well, I can call you an idiot. But all I know is that if they're calling you an idiot, that meant they listened to it. So that's all I care about. <laughs> So, I'm recording this on a Friday. Cheers. Yeah, the Coronas are going down smooth. Man, it's been hot out here in, in Saskatchewan. Woo! Yeah, it was a hot week, so, yeah, the beers are going down like water. But, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, you know, I hope everybody's having a good summer out there. And, uh, I mean, I know under the circumstances, it's obviously trying with the virus and everything that's going on. But, uh, you know, I hope uh, everyone uh, listening is at least... Uh, trying to enjoy it as best you can, um, you know, and I hope this, uh, you know, as you're sitting out in your deck lounging and uh, got your headphones in and you're just relaxing, taking in the rays, uh, I hope you're listening to this, and if you are, um, thank you, because I, I always say I know there's lots of uh, podcast options out there, I mean, it's it's almost, uh, like I say, it's almost become cliche to say you have a podcast these days, but uh, no, I always, uh, like I said, uh I know everybody knows spit and chiclets and uh, drop your gloves and with John Scott and 31 Thoughts and on and on. Of course, now with the NHL starting, of course, everybody in their NHL, you know, here on the Hockey Podcast Network, of course, we got all 31 NHL teams represented. So, of course, they're, they're all contents flying there. My boy Terry Ryans, of course, he's got guests every week. And uh, like I said, there's only so many hours in the day to listen to stuff. So if you chose the fourth line voice to listen to, thank you very much. I very much appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy it and you come back. And I can get you to be a regular listener. Like I said, every Wednesday is new content. And uh, every Sunday is a vault. So, you know, and uh, I, I'll, I'll talk to ex-players, um, fight fans, as last Wednesday. And, uh, or, you know, anybody, just old-time fight fans. This is what this, uh, this, is what this channel is all about in this podcast. I mean, we talk old-time hockey. And if you came to talk about zone entries and first passes and uh, last night's power play no yeah you're listening to the wrong show you may as well hit stop right now because that's not this one but uh if you want to talk about old 90s western hockey league or uh you know uh mike mcwilliam over playing for the playing in the uh, elite league this is the right place for you and that's all right there's a podcast for everybody and like i said some of the fight podcasts out there. My boy Alec over at Five for Fighting is doing great things. He just released an episode with, uh, um, as I'm, I believe tonight, he's actually releasing a Craig Stahl interview. Um, you know, former dub boy and uh, down played down in uh, Greensboro and uh, down south. So he'll have some stories. I'm looking forward to listening to that. Of course, Joe over at the Coliseum Chronicles did, uh, just released a two-parter with uh, Brian Kern. And, uh, of course, Joe interviews all the uh, ex-Islanders. That's Joe's uh, deal. And uh, he's had some great guests on Eric Bolton, uh, Mick Fakoda, you know, on Dean Ewan, on and on. So uh, check Joe out. And, and like I said, everyone up at the... At the uh, and then, of course, William over at the Biscuit. And uh, he just had Big Rand back on. So it was good to hear Big Rand again. Um, I said to William, I said, I should have been on that damn show to yell at Big Rand. But, uh, no. So, yeah, guys, there we go. Um... You know, I hope you guys enjoy the the uh, Chris Graff uh, interview, and uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't really have too much to say today. It's uh, 
you know, it's been hot all week, and uh, it's been a long week of work, and uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know, I, I really don't feel like talking too much in the in the intro here, uh, you know, usually you can't shut me up, but uh, I will say one thing, I was laughing, and I was I brought this up to guys at work, we were bullshitting about it, and uh, um, I'm sure everybody listening, or if you're, you know, whatever, but on Netflix, um, there's the, the Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls documentary, the Michael Jordan produced uh, Chicago Bulls documentary, which was really good, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I kind of, uh, that's one thing with Netflix, I have a really bad habit, like I'll start, like I started Ozarks, I started Breaking Bad, I started Sons of Anarchy, and I get two or three seasons in, or whatever, and then I just, I get sidetracked, and I don't go back, and yeah, so like all these, all these huge, like mini, or all these, uh, you know, TV series and stuff. I'm like halfway through all of them. Yeah, I need to really fi- start finishing some of these. Ozark's some bad, badass shit though. And uh, but uh, that's a pretty dark show. You guys should check that out if you don't, uh, if you haven't listened or watched it yet. But anyway, the last dance. So I'm sitting there watching it last night. And I think I have the one episode left to go. And I really enjoyed it. I really like the sports documentaries, whether it be basketball or baseball, whatever. It's not all hockey, right? Um, you know, but. Uh, I'm watching it, and the one thing I'm finding amusing, and I know Michael Jordan, hey, greatest basketball player ever, competitive dude, and you know, on and on, I mean, you know, there's nothing I can say about Michael Jordan that hasn't been said before, I mean, everyone knows, but I'm just watching, I'm like, and if anybody's watched the show, you'll know what I'm talking about, if you haven't, this will go, you won't know, you know, it won't mean anything to you, but if you've watched The Last Dance, you'll know what I'm talking about, what's with the tough guy shit? Like, does Michael Jordan legit thinks he's Bob Probert or something? Like, the number of times they talk on there and they talk like he's some badass. Like, oh, yeah, don't don't mess with MJ. He'll fuck you up. Or it's like, what? You know? I'm like, you're a six foot six fucking skinny basketball player. You know? Like, there's the one part of him and Reggie Miller are getting into it in the playoffs. And it's a typical bat hug and they're shoving and slapping each other. And the refs get in there and. They show Michael Jordan, he's watching it on a, on a laptop, and he's like, yeah, I don't know why the ref, let him go, let's go, let him go. And I'm like, oh, are you shitting me? You two look like, you know, a bunch of grade three slap fighting out in the playground behind the swing set. Like, I'm laughing, and then talk to all these guys in the show, and they're like, oh, no, in practice, he was intense, and he punched me, and I didn't want to mess with MJ. And it's like, what? And like... I'm like, first of all, dude, no one ever hit you back because you were Jordan and you were the king of the league, and if they touched you, they'd be suspended forever. So, but you, he's standing there talking like he was the, the heavyweight champ of the NBA or something. It was just crap. And I, you know, whatever. I mean, I'll say he's the greatest player, and what an athlete. And then he retires and goes and plays double-A baseball. And, I mean, everybody can always oh, a shitty ball, but fuck, he hit, what, 240 or something, drove in 60-some runs. And, after, and that's not from playing baseball since high school. So, I mean, you know, to go play double-A ball, are you kidding me? Like, the guy's an unbelievable athlete. That's a Tebow's playing, what is it, double-A ball right now, and everybody's shitting on him. It's like, are you, you know how hard that is? Like, you know how good of an athlete these guys are? Like, uh, no, people, the majority of these gym class heroes have no idea how hard that is. But, uh, no, I'm just laughing at this idea that Michael Jordan's some friggin' badass with his fists. It's like, oh, God. I was, I, the number of times I was rolling my eyes with the tough talk, it was just like, okay, calm down, you know. But a great documentary, though. Very good. But, uh, 
Anyway, I have no idea what that, that has no bearing on anything I'm I'm uh, with with today. But uh, you know, with hockey or this Chris Graff or anything, but it just sort of popped in my head now as I was I was sitting here. You'll find if you listen to this show regularly that yeah, I tend to I wander off sometimes in conversations, but. Yeah, and especially in my solo episodes, you want I'll get real ranty and I go in all sort of different directions. Squirrel, you know that kind of thing. But uh, how about how about I just shut up and we get into the Chris Graff interview because Chris was a great guest and like I said, great guy. I enjoyed drinking beer with him at the Sean Legault Built Bar in his basement in Edmonton, and uh, I look forward to uh, when all this clears up and uh, we're we're rolling again. I'm going to get back out there and I'm going to be drinking with with uh, Chris and Sal again, and uh, I'll bring my wife, and we'll have a good time, and uh, for sure. But, uh, so, again, and Chris, I know if you're listening, thank you very much again for uh, coming on the show. I know uh, I know you were really nervous to come on, but you were a great guest, and uh, I know the first time around that this was posted, um, it got a lot of really positive reviews, and a lot of people enjoyed it. And uh, I hope if you're new to the show, and this is a new up, it's new to you if you didn't hear it the first time, um... You know, uh, find me on Twitter at Fourth Line Voice on Twitter and drop me a line and let me know what you think. And uh, and if you have someone that can come on the show or you want to come on the show and talk fights or whatever, like I said, I'm not hard to find. Uh, get get on Twitter and uh, and drop me a DM. My DMs are open, as the kids say. Also, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. Check me out. Over 2,000 fight videos from junior to pro. I got them all sorted. Just go in there, little search thing. Just type in whatever league or whoever you're looking for whether it be Chris Graff or Marty McSorley or Bob Probert or whoever you want, and uh, they're all there. And like I said, over 2,000 fights, and, uh, you know, subscribe to the channel, hit notification. I'm always putting new fights up there, so as soon as I put one up, the little you'll get notified and you won't miss a single punch. So if you could please do that. And, uh, and like I said, if you're on iTunes or you listen to it on Spotify or wherever you happen to be listening to this show, could you rate and review it? It helps me out. And... Uh, yeah, and, and like I said, support the Hockey Podcast Network. Isha and Dylan and the boys are doing a great job. And like I said, between the 31 NHL podcast and Terry Ryan and myself and and uh, a couple of the analytics shows, I mean, they're doing a lot of babysitting for us idiots. So it's easy for me. I, after I'm done hitting record, I just send it in and off I go. They upload it and do all that stuff. So they make my life easy. So, uh, But you know what you can do if you want to... Uh, and I know there are a lot of people listening here and a lot of uh, my followers on Twitter, I know you're big jersey guys. Um, I'm not talking game-worn, but I mean, you go to, the, you know, you buy a jersey of your favorite team, you put Crosby or Eichel or Peter Zezel, whoever you want to put on the back of your jersey, hand-knit it, and I know you want the real stuff, you don't want the knockoffs. So do I got a deal for you? Don't hit stop, I'm telling you, or fast-forward. I know it's, a, I'm, it's an ad suggestion, it's not an ad read. But, coolhockey.com. Sponsors the uh, Hockey Podcast Network, and right now they're running a deal: thirty percent off and free shipping. They're out of Toronto. Uh, started in nineteen ninety nine. They're NHLPA endorsed. You can go there, type in whatever team you're looking for. They got all the teams represented. <laughs> no, I don't think they have the Kraken just yet, but I'm sure that's coming. But uh, hey, say you want to buy a Flyers jersey and you want to put, uh, you know, whatever. Oh, Dan, I know you're listening. Zach Ronaldo. Say you want to put Zach Ronaldo on the back of your Flyers jersey. Or he's playing with the Flames now. Okay, a Flames jersey. And uh, anyway, you pick the Flames jersey. You type in Ronaldo number, and you can get it. 
You can get whoever you want. You can get Chuck, Monahan, blah, blah, Lucic, whatever. Say you put Ronaldo, number 36, hand-knitted, and it's just like the players wear. They got the tie-down, the, the hand-knit. It's just the same thing that he's wearing on the ice. Exact same jersey. Check it out at checkout. Type in THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. 185 bucks Canadian. Can't beat it with a stick, I'm telling you. I was at the mall about a month ago. $300 they wanted for those jerseys. Here I'm giving it to you for almost half the price. Can't. Hey, what more can I do for you? What more can one man do for you? And like I said, or else you could put number 69, God of Thunder, if you want. Whatever you want to put on there. Uh, like I said, they're hand-knitted and they got fight straps. And uh, hey, put God of Thunder 69, tie it down, and go fight the loud mouth at the water, at the water cooler at work. There you go. Make sure to tie your jersey down. You don't want to get suspended. But, uh, yeah, coolhockey.com. Check them out. And, uh, like I said, it's supporting the... I'm not getting any money for it, but uh, it's supporting the network, and these guys put a lot of time and effort into it, and uh, it's on their dime. So uh, any little bit that uh, that uh, I can do and help them out for helping me out. If And, like I said, you guys are... You're buying the jerseys anyway. Hey, there's a really good price for you. And, uh, like I said, free shipping and 30% off. How, how can you beat it in this day and age? So, uh, coolhockey.com at checkout, THPN. There you go. There's my ad read. How was it? That wasn't too bad. Kind of biz-like, maybe, but, uh, I always call like I said, ad suggestions. I don't like, I'm not corporate. I don't like ad reads. I put my spin on it. How's that? Ah, but I'm going to go crack a few more beers because it's like 30 out and I'm going to go sit in front of my air conditioner. But, in the meantime... Crank it up for my boy Chris Graff. I think you guys will really dig this interview, and I will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Have a good weekend, everybody. All right, bye. I'm on the phone in the city of Champions, Edmonton, Alberta. My boy Chris Graff. Graffer, how you doing today? Good, good. It's been a long time coming. It has been. I mean, you're you're tougher to get a hold of than the president, but here we are. <laughs> the people have been yeah. clamor for this. I keep getting, where's Graf? Where's Graf? I thought like that Aaron Miller was going to fucking come down here and straighten some shit out here if this didn't happen right away. <laughs> oh, happy to be on, man. Thanks. Hey, Thank well, you. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Well, like I was telling you before, um, kind of just a little timeline your career and... Uh, you know, we'll start. Uh, you know, for, we'll start in the beginning in uh, in Edmonton, and we'll go all the way up to uh, to Idaho and beyond. If uh, you're ready to roll, okay. All right, man. Yeah. Well, so you you grew up in Edmonton, playing in the uh, Edmonton minor hockey system, correct? Yep. Yep. And uh, played uh, played Bantam at CAC here in Edmonton, and um, yeah, it was it's kind of weird. We. Uh, we won Bantam, first year at Bantam, we ended up winning cities, and me and uh, really one of my best friends, we were uh, blind mates and finished first and second in the league in scoring, believe it or not. And uh, so I, that summer, I ended up getting a call from Spokane, oh, yeah, we drafted you in the Bantam draft, and I had no idea there was even a Bantam draft or what it was. I had no clue what they were talking about, so I was like, oh, that's that's awesome. <laughs> Okay, well, so now, so this is interesting. All right, because I went and looked it up. 1993 Bantam Draft. Yep. There it is, Chris Graff, round four, 60th overall. Yep. Now, which is weird, because you know who went number one in that draft? Jared Hope, I believe. No, he went number three. Number one, oh, oh. Number one yep. was Martin Holenberger. Okay. Well, he, yep. you know, number two was Darren Van Owen. Yep. And there's another, like, did you play against him growing up? Because that's a Spruce Grove yep. boy, right? 
Oh yeah, Ben Ben Owen. Yeah, we played. Uh, he actually for Bantam, he played South Side Athletic Club, and we, him and Tom Zavidek, played together, and they were two man, two headed monster. Those guys. Yeah. Well, then the three was Jared Holt. Now is that the yeah. guy you were playing with? Yeah, he was there uh, my first year, and then uh, kind of ran into some concussion problems, and actually had to hang up, hang it up pretty early. But yeah, because he was Spokane, he yeah. went third, and then uh, number yeah. five, some guy named Chris Phillips. He he turned out okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Played play with that guy for the Northern Alberta All Star team for two summers. Yeah. Uh, that guy was he was good, good guy. Yeah. Could you could like even back then when you were just kids, was it just? Could you tell with him there was just like a difference? You know, he yeah, you could. He was he was huge yeah. first off, and and just yeah, like he just seemed like a man out there playing against kids, and it was kind of like when I was in Medicine Hat and playing with. Uh, um, Bowmeister, like yeah, yeah I, I just couldn't believe this kid. I'm like, there's no way he's 15. He's up playing his three games, and I'm like, what? Like that's the same vibe. Those guys are just unbelievable. Yeah, I remember when I had Mazer yeah. on. He was saying the same thing. It was just ridiculous playing with him. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, and uh, well, and and number ten in that draft, who went tenth overall, yeah. former yeah. fourth line voice guest. I get all the good ones, folks. I'm telling you, Joey Tedarenko yeah. from North Battleford. Oh no way! Right number on. ten, actually, yeah. number nine was Jesse Wallen from North Battleford. They yeah. played together, and then Tedarenko. So there you go. So yeah. some, some names in the bat in that draft. Wow! Well, wow! You, you know we're we're uh, we're, yeah. turn, we're turning the clock back here. Oh yeah. So uh, so you know, it's, it, it's funny. Before I got that call, like I said, I went to one WHL game. Um, my dad took me up to Red Deer, and we watched the game. And that was the first WHL first only game I ever watched. And I'm like, I never even thought, I'm like, how do you even get in this league? You know, like back then before, you know, yep. before internet really like. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's no, no social media, no internet. That's what I was, all, yeah. that's what I always say on yeah. here. You know, it was very yeah. primitive back then, right? I yeah. mean, you yeah. didn't know who these people were. You'd never seen them. It wasn't like it was on, none of their stuff was on TV. So yeah, yeah. unless you had a local team, yeah. you weren't seeing any yeah. junior. And Edmonton didn't have a junior team then. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, so, I have no idea. Now, uh, yeah. okay, so, well, so you you go in the Bantam draft. So, obviously, you go to Spokane yep. camp. Yeah. Now, what was that all like? So, you're here you are at 15 or whatever. You go into <laughs> Spokane camp. Yeah. Of course, you and your yep. buddy there are fucking Gretzky Curry mm-hmm. in Edmonton. So, is Spokane thinking yep. they're getting a sniper? Yeah. You know what's funny? So, my, my friend Sean Day is, is the guy I played with there, and and – he so he gets picked he gets drafted um i don't know i can't remember what round but he got drafted by the chiefs too so they picked both of us we both go to camp and wow i just remember the first first day was like you know what was it, like fitness training or whatever like we walked like it's basically right into the gym I never touched a weight never even seen a weight in my life get on there there's guys like jeremy stasiak there um brian mccabe guys are like the bench press like i couldn't even bench my own weight one time like oh it was terrifying brian maxwell was the coach so that made it uh even more intimidating but oh yeah so well so yeah so i mean obviously you're 15 you weren't gonna make the team but it's like come out and experience the thing and everything else and you like you said you got maxwell there and uh what was your kind of did you fight in the camp at all no, no, we, I had full, like, full bubble on, so, yeah, yeah I was, it was, yeah, it was weird, um, 
I, I mean, they, they kept me there for the entire camp. Like, I was there until the last day of actual camp, and I got to play. I played the final game with Valerie Burry. It was, we were line mates for half the game, and it was, it was like, I don't know, I think it was more in awe than anything, but. Yeah. It was, uh, it was crazy. Yeah, I don't remember, I don't remember hitting anybody. I don't remember fighting. I, you know, I, it was just a blur. Yeah. Now, like, um, Okay, so you, did, now did they kind of give you any feedback or, like, how did you? I, I guess I'm in a roundabout yeah. way. I'm coming to the question. Mm-hmm. I guess it becomes, yeah. um, when, when did you decide that? Okay, I'm going to have to be a like a physical mm-hmm. fighter to stay in the Western Hockey League. Did somebody tell um, you that, or was that your choice? Like, were you a physical um, kid growing up? Like, did you enjoy fighting? You, you know, what's, you know what's funny is in Bantam, like I was. I mean, I don't know. It was crazy. Like I said, I. You know, finished second in the league in scoring, but I, I feel I got I loved Wendell Clark. Like Wendell Clark was one of my favorite players. Him and Probert, obviously. But um, I used to, you know, I used to be like a huge hitter. I can bat him. Um, believe it or not, yeah, it was crazy. I used to, I don't know, line guys up and had some good hits and stuff. And that's kind of the game I always played. I always played like a physical game, but always put up the points. And um, yeah, I don't think it was tall, like. I got in one fight in Bantam, um, got in some serious trouble, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then Midget got in... Oh, 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 oh hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, you just, oh, oh, you oh, just oh. can't glaze over, I got into some serious oh. trouble, and then you you talk like nothing. Yeah. What, what happened? Yeah, well, we, we, it was like those little Bantam tournaments we had actually at CAC Arena, and we are getting spanked, and um, I finally had enough, and just, they scored their eighth goal, I think, and I got a little chop in the back of the leg, turned around, gloves off, couldn't get his helmet off, had it up right, had his little chin guard right in his mouth, and I was just pounding it. So Perfect. Um, I know I know, I definitely did some damage on that one, but, yeah, mom and dad were, uh, were definitely not happy about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, got a, got a definite talking to you on the way home. Well, you can't. You got to tell Dad. I mean, they're up eight and they're still scoring. What was I supposed to do? You know. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, he's one of those guys. Like he's, uh, you know, he's he's old school. He loves he loves the fighting. He just didn't like me doing it. Does that make any sense? I don't yeah, know. Oh, I know exactly. Yeah, we went through it. Yeah, every the, the yeah. old man don't like the tilt unless it's their kid. Then it's not that great. Well, it's all right if you yeah. win. Yeah, other than that, yeah, they don't yeah. like it. But uh, yeah, so you go yeah. back. So you come back from camp. You uh, did you play Triple A at sixteen? Um, for no, we played. Yeah, I played midget Triple A when I came back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I played midget Triple A and then CSC uh, again. And most of the we had most of the same guys like uh, like Sean Davis on my team again. And and that's pretty much when uh, oh, I think my first first fight in midget was um, we're playing with Duke and. Guy Tom Hawk, our captain, he leaves the ice. You know, period's over. We go to the locker room, find out his arms like bent the wrong way, like shattered in half. And so I'm like, okay. So we, uh, you know, next period, I'm like, hey, that's it. Like, there's no way I'm I'm fighting this guy. Like, I don't care what happens. But, so we line up, squared off, helmets off. I think I got good fight, really good fight. Um, I think that was the first fight. I was like, wow, shit. I know I can. I know I can definitely do this for sure it was so much fun and um yeah so I, I can't remember i think i got one one game suspension i believe for that the first one yeah and then ah, man trying to think oh then second fight 
playing uh, Southside Athletic Club. I can't remember. I can't remember the guys' names here back then, but um, I remember. And I don't know why. I just had it in my head. I think I just wanted to do it. But we kind of squared off. Helmets were still on. I had his helmet off in like two seconds, and I threw only left. I think I was just trying to see, like, you know, try to figure out this left stuff. Like, so yeah, I destroyed this guy. And then, uh, and then third fight was like kind of like, you know, I don't know, second or third last game of the year. And by then, I'd missed. I think I got suspended for like seven or eight games. So my parents were were livid with me <laughs> but yeah you know like they, they pay, pay for me to play hockey and midget cac and then got missed at least a third of the season suspension so yeah not that's good <laughs> what did uh, did you get any feedback from spokane about it uh no you know what they never i i don't think i talked to anybody like it was weird you know i know it was ray dudra i think was the uh the edmonton area scout for the chiefs back then and I don't. I literally don't remember talking. He might have talked to my parents, but I don't remember talking to him. I don't remember my parents ever mentioning anything. So I don't know. Now, did you take? Weird. Did you take any like boxing or anything to get ready, or was it just uh, let's just show up at camp and give her shit? And yeah, no. Because well, I, I mean, I've, I I've watched a ton of your fights, and you've yeah. obviously worked at it. Like you, you could yeah. throw with both hands. I was just actually yeah. watching this before we got on the phone today. I was watching a bunch yeah. of your fights, even in the early ones, like when you were yeah. fighting Cefalo and all those guys when you were seventeen. You're throwing left yeah. hands and you switch yeah. hands to right, so you clearly yeah. knew what you were doing, or it looked like you knew what you were doing. Did you obviously yeah. work on this, or was it just trial by fire? I, you know, a lot of it was like cage raging in the locker room like yeah literally we used to we used to do almost after every practice and you know for the folks listening out there explain what cage yeah. rage is. i mean i <laughs> yeah. know what you're talking about but yeah yeah, yeah. We, we do one you know one glove on one glove off and i would always uh you know i'd i'd leave my my left glove on so i could just just throw lefts constantly and just you know kind of work at it but like that was it you know it wasn't like you know, nothing crazy. I wasn't doing any rocky training or anything, you know, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much how, how it started. And then I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is easy. Like, you know, there shouldn't be a problem throwing both hands, you know, well, otherwise you get mangled. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing how yeah. you, you're talking about it. Like it's so simple, but it, uh, and you made it yeah. look fairly easy, but, uh, yeah. uh no, no, for cage rage, anybody listening is when you have a, the helmet with the yeah. full cage on, so you, they, yeah. you'd wear your helmets and you'd fight in the locker room with gloves and shit, and yeah, yeah, cage rage, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I yeah. think it's a I, rite I, of passage in bantam and in AAA and shit. So yeah, exactly. Like we did it in bantam, we did it in midget a little bit, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, more. You know, at worst, you're walking out of there with a little headache. You know, what I mean, like, well, because you still have so, Yeah, I mean, now you you know, yeah, they probably send you to a yeah. safe space or something. Who knows now? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Oh yeah, now you'd be banned from the league, probably kicked out of hockey for life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. at, at yeah. seventeen, you uh, yep. you roll into Spokane. They have a strong yep. team. Yeah. The, the coach at this point is Mike Babcock. Yep. Um. So you're seventeen years old. You play fifty two games, thirty one tilts. You so you yep. st- you were obviously announcing your presence with authority. Um, yep. How was uh how did that camp go and when you made like were you surprised to make the team and 
and all that process? How was that? What were, well, first, I mean, you're saying you get this question all the time, and of course I have to yeah. ask it. What were your first yeah. impressions of Babcock, and did the, were the expectations laid out to you right away? No, well, and actually, I got to back up a little bit because we we talked about going to camp when I was 15. So when I went back to camp after my midget season, so when I showed up at camp at 16, it was Babs' first year, I believe, coaching spoke. Oh, yes, right. I missed and, that whole year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, yeah, <laughs> so I right. To, I get, yeah. So I got to wear a, a visor, and I was, I was so pumped. And I get to camp, I'm like, okay, um, I'm allowed to wear a visor. So um, I, it was pretty – It was I don't know, the way camp was kind of broke down, I think the first first game I got to play in, I ended up getting a fight. Fought a some twenty year old guy there and broke my hand. So, like, I don't know if I would have had a shot of making it. Probably not, but um, yeah, that definitely sealed the deal for me going back to midget for sure. So, but uh, yeah, that was that was it. And then yeah, like you said, so show up at camp seventeen, Babcock. Um, yeah, we had a I don't know first initial thing was just how intense he was like always you know what i mean um yeah i don't know it was kind of hard to tell right off at first because you're so you know you just want to make the team so bad and you know you're you know doing whatever like i remember at camp i think well i had to fight every 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 camp like every uh scrimmage every exhibition game that year i had a fight i think i was I think it was twelve fights in before before the season started. <laughs> well, now yeah. now again, like was this um, like when did you make this decision? Like, was it just okay? I'm not going to be the leading scorer on this team, yeah. so I better start mm-hmm. fighting. Was that just your mindset going into it, or did it just sort of happen? Or like, did you plan on fighting that much? I think, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely did. I, I know after midget and getting in. Uh, three pretty good coats and I was like I love this like I, I couldn't get enough of it I absolutely loved it I'm like and then I remember showing up at you know cheese cap and you get to wear a visor for the first time I was like oh this is gonna be awesome and you know I was excited like yeah I never never sat down I remember I think probably not after camp but maybe after like the third exhibition game and probably already had six fights by then and I remember Babs going you know he's like you know I had no idea this is your game like going on kind of thing like we drafting the down draft because you're you know put up points and um yeah that was it i mean really i just i wanted to do it i loved it now when Never. uh when you when you first get there i mean you know and there's there's mm-hmm. the high things might have changed now but back then there was definitely a hierarchy i mean you had the vets yeah. and stuff and when you're the first year guy oh, yeah. coming in they won't give yeah. you the goddamn time of day or nothing but um yeah. once you start oh, yeah. fighting though it's almost oh. so, almost like sort of instant acceptance. Yep, absolutely. Oh, it's crazy. It's I, and you know I got to give a lot of credit to uh, a buddy of mine, Mike Haley. He, so he was there. Mm-hmm. He played uh, the year before, so he was going into his second year camp, and uh, it might have been my first fight at camp. I can't remember, but you know he comes up. He's like, and we we actually ran into each other playing, uh, you know, a little drop in hockey. Yep. Just outside of Edmonton, you know, to kind of get ready for the season. And uh, we kind of, you know, knew each other a little bit just from that. But he, he came right up to me 
during our scrimmage, he's like, Gaffer, let's go, let's go, you know. Hey. So I was so pumped. We had a really good fight. And, um, you know, him being a vet, like, yeah, like you said, like that instant respect you get. Yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. And, I mean, um, yeah, well, just, uh, you know, let's, let's talk you like that first year. I mean, you had the uh, – you know, Trent Whitfield and, you know, Jason Padola and then yeah. Hugh Hamilton oh, and yeah. Jay Barch yeah. and, you know, and, yeah. you know, Derek Schultz. Oh, yeah. oh, I guess he was younger than you, Schultz, but, uh, yeah. like you said, Haley. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. well, and then another character, I mean, <clears throat> that, uh, they obviously played, uh, Ty Jones. Oh. Now he's, a, now there's, a, I've, I've asked this, I was asking Mazer, I've asked a few yeah. people. Um, yeah. about Ty Jones because yeah. obviously he's a yep. top 10 pick in the NHL. Yep. All the, all yep. the skills, big dude, mean, could do everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. W- what happened? He, I, I don't know what happened, but I know cause we were my first year, we were pretty much line mates the whole season. We were best friends instantly. Like as soon as we, I don't know if we, you know, once we made the team and we knew we were, we were there, like we actually got to meet and stuff and, Oh yeah, instant best friends. Hung out, got in tons of trouble together. But um, yeah, he was he was hands down probably the best hockey player I've ever played with. Like we, I used to joke all the time that I led the league in scoring in practice my first year because he was so good that you know anytime we're doing line drills, um, he would literally like he dangle the D man, bank the puck off my stick. I'm not even looking. It was like it was. He was so good. It was unbelievable, and and tough, like a killer, absolute killer. Yeah. I don't know if it just he just kind of wore out or or what. Like between Babs, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like it, yeah. like it was like one of those things, right? I mean, it was, uh, you know, yeah, like I said, sixteenth oh, yeah. overall by Chicago, and uh, you know, just yeah. you know, and it was uh, it was weird. But another guy that actually. Um, uh, that you played with there that we kind of mentioned that uh, put up a ton of points uh, was Padolan, yep. Jason Padolan. Oh, yeah. He was my first, he was my roommate. So my first year when I made it, um, I lived with Padolan and Joe Cardarelli. Couldn't have asked for two better guys to live with. They're unbelievable. Yeah. Well, this great is a, players, great guys. Yeah. Well, this is interesting because, okay, so you go down there at 17. Yep. Now, not only are you leaving home, you're going to a different country. So now you're going down yep. to Spokane. Um, mm-hmm. well, how was that? Like, how was? How were you? Did you adjust well to leaving home, or is it? You know, was it kind of different? Or uh, like, were you in school at that time? No, were you doing grade twelve uh, still, right? Or were you done? Yeah, no. I my first year was uh, grade eleven. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, no, still in high school. And um, yeah. yeah, how was that I whole know. adjustment for you? Was it? Did you transition? I, I mean, I was. I was huge homesick. Yeah. Like it was, it was tough that part. Um, but I think once we, once we actually were put in, it felt like forever. Like from the time we got there at the start of camp, like fitness test to camp to exhibition to the time you actually, that was one thing that kind of riled me. It seemed like, it seemed like there were 20 games in the regular season before you, you actually knew you were kind of on the team. Does that make, you know what I mean? Like, I think Bab just like like to keep you thinking. Like there was never like, hey guys, so you guys made the team, you're on, you know. Like it was just like always in the back of your head, like, am I going to stick? Am I am I here? So once you got to move into the billets and 
Uh, it's definitely way more comfortable because, you know, cards and pods are two great guys to live with. Yeah, yeah. well, definitely. And I mean, uh, well, like we said, you, uh, you know, you, you come out swinging with 31 tilts in 52 games. And I was, and I was laughing as I was kind of looking through your thing. So your first, yeah. your first, for October 4th, you fight yeah. Lloyd Shaw and Cephalo. Uh, oh, Calvin Crow oh, and Crow. Lloyd Shaw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crow. What did I write Cephalo here? Pardon me, Crow. Yeah, yeah Calvin Crow. Now, yeah. it was funny. I was talking about Calvin Crow on Twitter the other day and his penalty minute, <laughs> penalty minute record that he holds. Um, oh, did, crazy. How, well, do you have any stories of Calvin Crow? Like, how did that bout go? And um, I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I knew, you know, guys talking locker room about him and all oh, like, you know, like, oh, he's, he's a killer. He's been around forever. I'm like, okay, well, obviously I, that's one guy I have to fight. Like, that's kind of what I think I go into every game and, you know, Babs would have, uh, you know, you show up at the rink and Babs would have the lineup card yep. on your stall. So the first thing, I mean, it was kind of tough at the beginning of the season, right? Because I, I didn't know anybody in the league. And, you know, the first couple of games, there's not like, you know, most of the guys didn't have – 20 pims already, so it's kind of hard to tell, but who is who, but you know, I'd ask some of the guys and see see who is you know, I don't know, who's the other who, who, who are the other guys that wanted to fight or, you know that's, that's yeah, Well, it. I mean, that was the thing I mean, and again, you know, with no YouTube and all that stuff, it's not like you could all just go click on some computer and bring up other yeah. guys' the entire fight card, I mean, uh like well, yep. I mean, I'll ask this now, but I mean, we'll we'll talk about it later. But I mean, going yep. for like, were you a video guy? Like, was there any ever fight videos around that you could watch, guys? It's funny, well, yeah. I I can't remember how old I was. Fourteen, I think. I ordered the uh, back of Hockey News. I think we kind of talked about this. And oh yeah, this um, part, yeah, the yeah, old, yeah. <laughs> the old Bruce Brothers video. Yeah, yeah. I remember sending my sending my money in, getting in the mail, and. I I think I had that two hour Probert Coaster video memorized in yep. like a week. I yep. watched it every day, all day. That's that was it. Well, it and, was I, it was funny talking to you before we got going. I talked to you on the phone a few times, and I know one of our yep. conversations was about forty five minutes long, folks. And all we talked about <laughs> was fight tapes. Yeah, because yep. and uh, and I've yep. seen the the cutout Bob Probert shrine that you have of the pictures that you've cut out from the old magazines from back in the oh, day. Oh yeah, and I it was yep. so funny because I said I had the exact thing. I remember I sent yeah. you a picture on the phone. <laughs> we were laughing about it, but um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like so when you got oh, to yeah. Spokane. Were you yep. got, were you watching any fight tapes there? Like, did, was the chief stuff around or? Um, not really. You know, I, after games, like, you know, after a game, the net, the next, you know, the next, I don't know, practice day or whatever. Babs, you know, if there was a good fight, somebody got in a good fight, he'd he'd run the tape in front of everybody and be like, "Hey, man, what a good, you know, good fight or whatever." And that was it. I never like on my own, you know, watched any video or. And so that was the, that was the trickiest part, I think, is, you're, you know, you're fighting all these guys and you're going in blind, right? Like, you don't know what they do or, you know, like, is he a lefty? I mean, chances are if he stands, you know, his stance maybe written square off, you'll know. But other than that, really, like, you're going in blind. So it's kind of yeah. Tough. Like, nowadays, yeah, you can get on YouTube and watch guys' fights and be like, oh, okay, you know. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, like you said, back then you're going in blind. Um, when did yeah. you start, like, was there ever a point when you were fighting at some point, did you ever get, like, I'm comfortable with this now? Like, everything sort of slowed down, you knew what you wanted to yeah. do? Or, like, when did yeah. that point come for you? I um, I think I was probably, I don't know, like I said, I think during, see, during camp, I didn't know how many games, I think we maybe played four kind of scrimmage games during Chiefs camp that when I was 17. Um, that, well, like I said, I'd fight every, every game in that. Um, then once exhibition started and, you know, you kind of get into who's who of like, who are the veterans or who are the tougher guys in our team. And, and, uh, I don't know, I'd say probably like a couple fights into exhibition. I, I just knew I'm like, yeah, no, I, I know I can definitely do this. And I loved it. So it was, uh, it was easy. Yeah. Never, you know, Babs never told me to. To go at that point, you know, never told me to go out and do anything. I just loved doing it. Well, there you go. And I knew once I got to camp, you know, I'm watching guys like Greg Lee, Pittle, and Carterelli, Sir Jack. Um, oh, the list goes on, but you watch those guys skate around. You're like, wow. <laughs> okay, um, you know, first you just think I'm lucky enough to make this team, let alone like there's definitely not going to be. Uh, Goal score, that's for sure. Yeah, the the, dream, the dreams of power play minutes died right then. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Eh? Like, yeah. But um, well, like I said, you yeah. so you fight Shaw Crow, then October sixth, yeah. then October sixth is Cephalo and Tenerenko. Yeah. Like, come on, like you know, <laughs> it was. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was crazy because like all well, the season starts, and I can't remember how many games I sat out. Babs had me. Healthy scratch, I don't know, first, I, I, I honestly can't remember, five, seven games in the season, so I didn't play. So I'm just in the stands watching. Um, I remember the home opener, when I was in, like my first year there, they played Tri-Cities and it was a nice brawl. And you're just like, you're sitting in the stands like, fuck, like, you know, you'd love to be down there, right? And yep. So, yeah. And then I just remember, like I said, like I just get installed and then, well, I remember like Ted Arinko was probably the first guy that I remember uh, Cardarelli, I think, was uh, my roommate. He was he was mentioning, he's like, yeah, no, he's like, Ted Arinko's a killer. Um, so I knew right away, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm stupid, so I gotta, I gotta, gotta test myself, right? So, um, yeah, and we're, yeah, one of the toughest guys for sure I ever fought. Well, you did good in that fight. I noticed in that fight, though. Yep. Yep. This is one. This is one of the fights I was watching uh, before we got on the phone. Your jersey yep. comes off. Were you a big yep. uh, get get out of your jersey guy, or did you like it staying on? Or, uh, well, I mean, anytime it came off, the better, obviously. Um, well, because I know you're a big prober. I know you're a big prober mm-hmm. guy. Was that sort of yep. your, yeah? Was that where you got it from? Uh, oh, for sure, definitely. Yep. And you know what's you know what is so funny is I I had and it took me a while to find it, but my well midget. I remember started looking at Bantam because I think it was just before Bantam was when I got that the Bruise Brothers video there. Yep. And uh, I was trying to track down his shoulder pads forever. And I ended up finding them, and they were identical, those the white and blue Coopers that he wore for, I don't know, 10 years. So I had those same shoulder pads for Midget and Junior. So they were so tiny. And then I'm not a big guy by any means, so, you know, they put a jersey on me. It was like a... Like a dress, so it was. It was pretty much easy. Like I, you know, I didn't have to 
I know when I fought Crow, and I know Crow and Nori, those guys would would, would kind of sneak out of their jerseys before the fight even started almost, you know what I mean? But I would, I would just, like, I didn't plan on that to happen. I just kind of, you know, fought. And I know my, my equipment that I wore was, was fairly small, so it was, you know, anytime it came off, hey, that's good. <laughs> Free swinging? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny you mentioned this. Because yeah. when I talked to Tedarenko a couple episodes ago, yeah. you're yeah. and I know you haven't listened to it yet, but we talk about you on the episode. I bring your yeah. name up, and he laughed because he yeah. said how tough you were. But he also said it was funny because he said the same thing. I'm out there, yeah. and I'm like, he goes, I don't know who this graph guy is, but he's yeah. out there, and he goes, he's not very big. <laughs> His equipment doesn't fit him right. And I'm like, who is this guy that wants to fight? You know, yeah. but he said, I quickly, I quickly realized who he was. He was like, yeah, yeah. you're tough as shit. But he laughed how, yeah. like, it just looked like your equipment didn't fit and everything else. Yeah. And he's skinny. And, but he goes, yeah, yeah he, he hit really hard. But, um, yeah. um, oh, great. Yeah. No, that's, that's crazy, man. Yeah. He was, well, I think, uh, like I said, first game. Yeah. When I fought Crow and, um, Shaw, Shaw, I think it's, I don't know if you, yeah, if you see that fight, it was like a great fight. And at the very end, I stepped on my jersey and fell right on my back, and he came down and, and got me the good one in the eye. So I had a had a nice little shiner there, first game. But um, Ted Arenko, hands down, was just like punching power. It was crazy. Like, oh, yeah. Well, like you definitely don't want to get hit with 100% of that because. That's definitely going to hurt. Yeah. Well, and another guy yeah. on his team that we talked about, um, I don't know if you ever fought him, was the Ooh. late Brad Symes. Yeah. Did you ever fight Symes? Uh, no. No. He was there my first year, and that yeah. was, I think, I think that was his last year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, I've seen. He some... was pretty mellow when I played. I don't think he fought against our team that year. I was gonna say I think the last year there he kind of mellowed out, but I know for a cup for a while yep. there when when him and Kale Halls yep. were together. Oof. Yep. I have some yep. video of that, and Symes just pumps guys. Yeah. Was, uh, oh. He, he was yep. pretty vicious. Um, well, another yep. name you you mentioned him briefly was uh, Jason Nori. And, yep. And while and you while get here, I got the dates October twentieth. Here you fight Jason yep. Nori, and then the other guy. Yep whose name constantly comes up that you hear a lot of guys talk about was Paul Ferron. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those, <laughs> well, I, yeah. Starting off with, like I said, like Tedder rank was an absolute killer. And then, yeah, I fought Nori and, and Ferron, same game in Seattle. Um, and those two guys are absolute killers too. Like, I don't know. Ferron was, by far, I don't know. We had we fought twice at two. I don't know. I fairly good fights, um, but yeah, he was he was one of the toughest. Got through so fast, it was unbelievable. It was like he was he was throwing two to every one. I was throwing. It was crazy. But it, it was funny because uh, Carterelli grew up with him in uh, I think I think he was from Burnaby, I believe Carterelli was, and somehow they they knew each other. They were, they were friends, and and cards would always say before we played Seattle. He's like, Oh man, Throne's a killer. Like Throne's he's so tough, right? So I'm like, all right. First game, it just happened to work out. There's a little brawl. I think uh, Shaw and Jones were fighting, and uh, yeah, me and Throne were going. I wish, 
I wish we could have saw the whole the whole fight because they were showing. Uh, I think the camera was on Jonesy and Shaw there for the start, but it was toe to toe for I don't know, a good forty five seconds anyway. But what a tough guy that guy is, man. Yep. Yeah, and they're another guy, yeah. right? Not very big, un- unassuming looking, yeah. and but yeah, oh, he, yeah, yep. he he put the beats to guys. Oh, jeez, unbelievable! Yep. Well, and yep. Another, well, then we'll go further. A couple more names I'll throw at you before we yeah. keep moving. But uh, yep. um, another guest on my show. I get all the folks. I get them all, folks. <laughs> Jeremy Thompson. You had a good rumble oh. with him in Tri Cities. Oh yeah. What? There's yeah. There's another guy. I think I started off. I must have started off my junior career fighting like the toughest guys ever because there's another animal, man. Like he was tougher than oh. yep, yep. Like we, yeah, we only fought once, but I remember I didn't know ears could turn black, but he he pumped me in the same spot at least seven or eight times that like I was sleeping on my right side of my head because it was <laughs> oh yeah, I was he throws some bombs. Yeah, well, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing, and people obviously have Thompsons, everybody, Rocky, Rocky, and, you know, and he kind of yeah. got the ink, right, because he went on, and, yeah. I mean, and, not, and, yeah. and one of the baddest dudes ever, Rocky, but, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. don't sleep on Jeremy, though, because, I mean, he could uh, do some no. damage, too, right? Yeah. Absolutely, uh, and all just left, like, it, you know, you know he's throwing left, but there's, not, there's nothing you can do about it, like, you know what I mean, I, and I remember squaring off left when we, uh, when we Fox, and, you know, like, I knew he was a lefty. That didn't matter. We just ended up going toe to toe, like rights, lefts. And he's yeah, yeah. What a tough guy he was, man. Holy. Well, another fight. Yeah, I didn't see this video. I have to check. I don't know if there is, if it is on video, but you fought uh, a guy that went on to the NHL. You fought Reed Lowe. Yeah. Now that do you remember that fight? I, I do. I, I remember. Well, I remember like lining up in uh, Musa's end. I'm on the wall, and I remember right at the face-off, he skates right over to me. He's like, hey, Graffer, here's your top, let's go. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I had no idea. Especially, like, it was bad enough my first year not knowing guys in my division, but when we made the swings, like, you yep. really, like, I, I felt like I had no idea who anybody was. And, and uh, so I this guy, and he's huge. Yep. Like, he, he seemed massive, right? He's like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, all right. So, you know, we square. I dropped the gloves. I think we're going to go right in the corner there. That's right where we were. He skates to center ice, and we had a we had a great fight. So, is it is it strange so, when you look back and it's like you know you're, you're like these guys that went on to the NHL and you're like yeah shit I fought that guy is it, you're just get a weird yeah. feeling like it, it is and you know what's weird is is Reed Lowe like he I he was one of my favorite guys when he played he was one of my favorite tough guys to watch I, I yeah. absolutely loved the way he fought yep. Um, he was, yeah, he was one of my favorites. It was, it's crazy to think. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching. Like, I was excited every time I'd see St. Louis on. I'm like, oh, yeah, Reed, Reed's my health fight for sure, you know, and catch a game. Like, yeah, it's, it is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, when you, uh, the you know, as it's laid out, you guys are in the Western Division. And it's just, um, mm-hmm. you know, in that year, I was just kind of going through the rosters, and it's just, like, ridiculous, yep. you know. But, like, oh. and, like you got Cam Loops. Yep. Who obviously yeah. big run coming off their big runs, one of the greatest junior teams ever. Um, yeah, you got like Nolan Baumgartner, Nat Domicelli, some guy named Aginla. <laughs> what was it like playing yeah. against Aginla? You know what? He uh, 
fuck, what a good guy, but fuck, would he give me gears, man. He would, for some reason, He would, every time I was on the ice, he'd fucking skate by me on the way to the line change. Like, fuck, does Babs know you're out here? Like, fuck, he, would, he was so, he was fucking hilarious, man. He would get me all the time. Like, he's like, fuck, it's like third period, five minutes left. He's like, crap, for your first shift? Like, but what did he, we, we actually ran into him, uh, ran into him at Cowboys here in Edmonton and fucking bought, bought around for me and my buddies and what a good guy. Yeah. Now, again, like how, how good was that guy when you were playing against him? Like, oh, he, it was crazy. I, I can't remember what year, I was my first year of playoffs. He, he was like, well, him and Donna Kelly, like they were, it was crazy. Like you just know, you watched, I'm surprised Donna Kelly didn't stick somewhere. Um, but, but Iggy, uh, Iggy was just, he was crazy, man. Like, he was so good. He just knew, like, you're like, wow, that guy's unbelievable. Well, yeah. and then, yeah, well, then when we talk Kamloops, gotta talk about a dude, speaking of massive, <laughs> that was in Kamloops, oh, and he seemed like he was there for like a decade, was Rob mm-hmm. Skurlak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, what a what a monster that guy is. I, I remember we, we walked uh I don't know if it was like the, one of the first times he played Camelops, but you know, we're walking through the tunnel, you know, in park. We're in Spokane and you know, you're walking through the tunnel to the locker room, you see him he was I don't know if he's doing like a little pre kind of workout thing in the hallway before we before the game, right? And I walked by I'm like, Okay, that's one of the biggest human beings ever. I'm like, There's there's no way this guy's on the team, right? And then I, I seriously get like warm up and I'm like, like doing the ice. I'm like looking at this guy. I'm like, hey, I, I recognize that guy. He was in the room. Like, he was he was just a massive human being. It was it was it was crazy because I think my first year when I was 17. I was, you know, I don't know, five eleven, six, just under six, about I don't know, 160 pounds. So I'm looking at him going, holy fuck! <laughs> he was huge. Yeah, yeah. He he played a long time like, in the minors and stuff. Like he was. Uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, he was an animal yeah. for sure. Definitely a tough he had, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we I fought him twice. Once in uh, well, once in spoke, once in Camus, and had a yeah had a fuck two good fights. It was funny we we line brawl. So here's a kind of a funny story. We're we're in spoke and. Uh, Line brawl. Iggy is Iggy and Shooty. I think were the first ones to start going, and I'm out there center ice with with Skirlak. We're going all his gears off, everything. So uh, he's got a little sleeveless undershirt on, and <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I, I, he didn't catch me with any. Like I was kind of, you know, kind of rolling with the punches, but it was. Uh, yeah, it was a little, a little frightening. No linesman holding his little T-shirt. And then it was funny. Then then it was broken up. And uh, he goes in the box. The linesman take him to the tiny box. And back then there was no glass, right? Like the Spokane, like the tiny box. It was, you just, it was just bored. So I'm over there. They left me on the ice, though. So I'm over there. I'm fucking beating him. I'm like, fuck, Scurry, fuck you. And he, he takes a look at me. He jumps back over the box. With just his T-shirt on, I'm like, oh fuck, what was they? What was they thinking? Shit. So yeah, we we kept going. He bounced a few off my visor, but um, <laughs> other than that, yeah, no, I I survived it. But 
yeah, fighting a guy that big and fucking that tough with, with nothing to grab on was definitely yeah. not fun. Yeah, well, I'm just laughing at the line brawl. They got a, they got yeah. fucking a Ginla out there with Skurlock. I mean, uh, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. D- <laughs> different times, right? Put your 60 goal oh, exactly. scorer out to line brawl. Yeah. Um, exactly. Oh yeah. 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 Well, and, and for anybody out there listening, another character <laughs> yeah. on that Kamloops team, I'm hoping to get yeah. him on the show. I've been trying to make arrangements. Was TSN's yeah. Ryan Rashog? Oh yeah, that's that's awesome. There you go. Hey, you know he was. Yeah. Uh, you know he played uh, 40 games, had nine tilts. He'd throw down. Oh, so, there wow. you go. I'm yeah. trying to get him on the yeah. show. He has. A, I've talked to him briefly. He has a pretty good Rocky Thompson story. So, but uh, oh, yeah. Another team in your uh, Tri-Cities, and of course the two main dudes there, and we're going to talk about yep. more about the one character later, as it, he yep. seems to be a recurring theme in your career, but was Damon yep. Lankow and Terry Ryan. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Now, how did those guys Lank- How did those guys run show in Tri-Cities? <laughs> oh, both unbelievable. Like, fuck. They were, they were such good players. It was crazy. And both were tougher and shit, too. It was it was fine, but fuck, for some reason, like, yeah, me, like, obviously, Blanco's not going to be fighting me, he was a 50-goal guy, but he would always fucking carve me up, too, just like, uh, like, Iggy would, right? Like, yep. oh, Graf, what are you doing out, what are you doing out here? Um, yeah, I don't know, like, like I said, we never, we never fought, he fought against, uh, I don't know who he fought on our team, he fought a couple guys on our team, uh, Lankow, and he could throw, he was a tough guy, um, and Terry, fuck, what a wild man that guy was. <laughs> yeah. Ran into him later in my, my career and got to play with him. And fuck, you, you couldn't, couldn't play with a better teammate, better guy, man. Unbelievable. Well, we'll get into the Terry Ryan stories in Idaho later yeah. here. But, uh, and then, well, yeah. and then I got to add, and then there's Kelowna and that old barn oh, yeah. with that back wall. Oh, and you go in and you're facing, you're, folks, listen to this. Todd Fedork. Trevor Lawrenson, yeah. Dale Purrington, Jamie Butt, yeah. Sheldon Surrey, <laughs> and some guy named yeah. Scott Parker. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous right there. No, really? <laughs> like, what, what, seriously, like, I, I remember thinking, so, I mean, like, my first year there, yeah, like, we had, uh, well, Birchie, um, Jonesy, Randy Favaro, Mike Hales, Mike Haley, Joel Boschman, John Shockey, Fletcher, like we we had a tough team. Like it was crazy. And then you think about it. Like you know, we play Seattle, and they're yeah. Well, I'm getting so many I'm getting to them. North. Well, here I'll read it right now. I got it written right for yep. our own. Shane Belter, yep. Chris Thompson, Rick Barry, yeah. Kevin Pop, Jason Norrie, Lloyd Shaw, Kuznick. Oh, and then wow. oh, and then they trade for Tyler Willis. Like are you yeah? Are you kidding? Like you needed more. Like are you kidding? I know. <laughs> yeah. <It> was... <laughs> It was crazy. It felt like everywhere you go, there's like five, six guys that are fucking killers. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I could there see. Was no, there was no shortage for sure. Well, yeah, I could see why you have 31 tilts in 52 games. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, what we, well you know, obviously the name in Kelowna that comes up that, you know, people, while well, Purrington won. Well, let's talk about him yeah. first. <clears throat> How, um, well, he's, 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 uh, he's crazy. Let's we'll start yeah. there, and I mean, <laughs> was it sort of? And I've talked to people, and like he's a tough dude and everything, but it was almost like, yeah. am I, I going to get the stick first, or am I getting the fist, or what's he going to do? Yeah. Like he was pretty unpredictable, yeah. dude. Yeah, 
Well, you know, it's weird. It's like, I, I was not a talker. Like, I, I didn't talk shit. You know, I was weird. Uh, it was pretty quiet. I, I felt like it was an honest fighter. So, like, I don't know. Like, we, me and Tina, we never fought, but I, I don't even really remember. Fuck, I, I can't even think of offhand, like, even really running into him or, you know, getting into anything. Um, Birchie probably fought him, which I got a good story. So Jay Birch, like what a, what an unbelievable guy. Like he was, uh, I always thought he was a fucking killer and what a guy to learn from. Cause he was a super good teammate, super good guy. He's one of those guys where we, we roll in our Eastern swing and we're playing, you know, playing medicine hat and then Saskatoon the next day. So he's, you know, we're playing dabs like, well, let's, uh, let's let Rocky sleep tonight. So just, just let him, let him play his game, kind of stay, stay away, let him do his thing. That, and then Birchie, that would trigger Birchie and Birchie. Kate, first shift, he goes out there and, you know, fights Rocky. Next night, does the same thing. Hey, just sleep, let Belak, let Belak sleep. Just kind of, just, just, just let him play, right? Don't, don't piss him off kind of thing. Birchie, first, first shift, go out there and fight Belak. Like he was, just to watch him and what he did. And, you know, I know he, uh, um, he would take some, take some punishment for sure. But what a, what a, he was a tough guy. Man. Yep. I really like kind of learned a lot from him watching him play. And yeah, always just, he'd just go right after the first, you know, right after the tough guy. And I think I kind of learned from that. I'm just like, wow, man, because I had so much respect for him. And I figured I'm like, well, if I'm doing that, then, you know, maybe I'll get a little respect. So, well, yeah, well, clearly, I mean, you, you obviously uh, yeah. learned well. But one of the guys, yeah. <laughs> of course, that we have to ask, and you fought him. I don't know how many times you fought him. Five times, I think? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Was, was Scott yeah. Parker. Yeah. Now, I mean, everybody knows who Scott Parker is. Of course, he went on to have the NHL career and everything else. And I have his junior yeah. fights. I've seen them all. Um, he was yeah. definitely a man amongst boys. Um, yeah. early on in those years, what was it like fighting him? And, uh, cause I know he had a huge rep cause I knew dudes in the league that talked about him and it was like, he was the boogeyman. Like they were scared of him. Like what were, yeah. what were your run-ins with Parker? Like, what do you think? Um, oh yeah. He's you know, obviously killer, right? Like what a career that guy had, but yeah, no, we had some, I don't know what it was. Like, I got, had some, uh, had some good, really good fights with that guy. Like, yeah, I did. don't know if it just, just like stylistically, like I, I don't know, like I kind of fit. I don't know. I, I, I can't even explain it, but like, you know, I, I watch some of the fights on tape now and I'm like, holy fuck, like, what was I, you know, like just, it's crazy to watch. Yeah. Crazy to think about, but. Well, it's um, interesting. You just mentioned that. Like, we were talking about this on yeah. Twitter, me and the other fight yeah. nerds. So I'm going to go to you, the uh, obviously a, yeah. a, a professional at yeah. this. Um, yeah. Well, uh, well, you are. <laughs> I'm watching yeah. you on yeah. YouTube. No one's watching yeah. me. So uh, yeah. um, when you talk about, like, like literally, it, it's true. In boxing, they say the same thing, yeah. or in MMA. But in hockey fights, really, it is a stylistic thing. Styles make fights. Yep. Yeah. And some guys, like, they might, like, go through the league cleaning guys up, but somehow yeah. you match up well against them. Exactly. And you and, did match up well against Parker, because I watched him yeah. ball guys, yeah. and it was like, yeah. he, he didn't he didn't against you. And I'm, I, uh, it's, did, it's crazy. Yeah, like, I've, I've seen his fights, too, and I've seen guys that I fought, and just, you know, 
fucking like ragdolling guys. I'm like, uh, it's crazy. I don't know. I, I, I literally, I mean, I don't know. I felt like I was always, uh, I didn't take too many bombs. Um, it sucked being a smaller guy, right? Like, um, I don't know if you got into like, so like Darren Langdon, like as soon as Darren Langdon came to the NHL and I saw him fight once, I was instantly like, wow. I was glued. Like, I'm like, how does this guy do it? Like, you know, he was maybe six, six, one, maybe, maybe somewhere. And how he could just control arms and, and like his body position and just the way he controlled arms. And like, he saw the punches coming and just, you know, you turn the head and you would roll with him, right? So he's not never taking full force of the punches, which is just incredible to me. Like, Proby did it, but there were times where he didn't have to, right? Like, he's just like, fuck, you just go animal, right? And not yeah. have to do it. But, but Langdon was always just systematically picky apart and something about that. And, and I knew I could do it. And it was weird because, like, you know, I was a guy like Parker and, huge and but you know you know where the punch is coming from you know when it's coming and it was just weird it was just like slow motion if that makes any sense i don't know but no it does completely yeah and yeah. it was funny because i yeah. thought chris waltz talked about this too and like where you kind yeah. of like you know you grab at the crook of the arm and you yeah. or, or wherever and you kind of roll with it yeah. or you know and yeah. uh you know and i think it was like yeah. and ted Aranko talked about the same thing he goes when I'm yep. when I was in a fight, he goes. I was just watching his arm position because that's where it's coming yep. from. I'm not looking at him. Exactly. Like, I'm just looking at where his arm is, right? And yep. and then yep. Dean Mayrad, who uh, went on, and he was always talking about how important the initial grab was, like the, when you oh, fir- when you first come time. in. Yeah, like some yep. people they see the square off and you know yep. the pageantry, and especially back in yep. the day when you had to spin the helmets and square off and fix the hair, yep. got to look good for the chicks, right? And then you're. Yeah. Uh, and then you, and then your initial, your grab. Yeah. How was how important was that to you? The initial grab, or did you like them coming to you, or did you yeah. want to go to them? That that was huge for me, and I don't know. Um, I used to. That that's like, I can't believe, yeah, like you bringing that up. Like that was one of the most, obviously one of the most important things in a fight. Like, um, but I always felt like. I wasn't too worried about it because I always felt like once, you know, if I got a bad grab right off the hop, I felt like I, like, you know, like I said, if, if the guy comes out swinging, I can, I can kind of deal with it, roll with it. Um, I'm going to take some, I've taken a lot, you know, like there's inevitable, you're fighting like tough guys, right? So you're going to take some bombs, but, um, so that definitely helped. Um, definitely could take some punches, but, um, but yeah, no, I always felt like I, I, I'd always get that opportunity. You might not get it right away. You, you want it. You want to get that good, good grab spot. But, but I knew, yeah, maybe take three, three or four, kind of, you know, work your way on there. But, yep. um, yeah, it always seemed like it kind of worked out, like I said, because it, it did, it literally did feel like, like slow mo. Like it was, it was crazy. Like, fuck, I would, Stress, I, my biggest, well, like the, the two biggest stresses that I went through for, for fighting was always, well, right off the hop was, A, am I going to get a shift? Because I don't know how many games I played my first year where I, I didn't even get a shift. I'd sit in the bench the whole game. So, like, my 52 games was probably 40. Um, I don't know how many games that I didn't get a shift. But, like, so you're just like, you're like fuck, okay, who are we playing tonight? Seattle, Throne, um, 
Crow, Shaw, you know, all the big boys. I'm like, okay. All right. So I'd be stressed. I'm like, fuck, am I going to get a shift tonight? Like, and then I'd be like, okay, if I do get a shift, how am I going to get something going on possibly my one and only shift kind of thing, right? Yeah. So it always come down to that. Like, that was my, my biggest stress. And then, I, well, as uh, you, you, okay, you bring that up, so you, you, you'd go games without getting a shift. I mean, oh, uh, first of all, oh, yeah. that's disrespectful as shit. I don't no, know. I don't know how a coach could do that. But okay, no, it's yeah. Did unbelievable. you? Like, that did would you, fire me up for sure. Did you ever confront him about that? No, I mean, what you know? What would you? Well, how yeah, would that's you, seventeen. Right? What are you going to say, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was just happy to be there, and yeah, and you know, I'm looking around the locker and playing with you know, like put it all in Trent Woodfield, like Greg Lee, like fuck. Should I even be here, really? Like, you know what I mean? Well, it's like it's like major junior, right? I mean, in Canada, that's at that age, that's well, that that's like the NHL, right? That's like the show yeah. to be a major junior, yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. and I mean, you know, no, you, exactly. you go around town, you got the boosters, and everybody knows who you are, and you guys are a big deal, and yeah. uh, you know, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. So there you go. Your first year, you fifty, you had thirty-one tilts. You kind of went through. Uh, yeah. Through the uh, yeah. through a, a few of the names, so we go into oh, yeah. uh, ninety six, ninety seven. You're eighteen. You're coming back, but you only played. You got the ten tilts, but you only played in thirty five games. Yeah, yeah. And what I happened? think my first first. Well, my, I think I got ten fights in my first. I don't know, maybe twenty games. Not sure. Then I shattered my hand, um, my other hand. So I'd already broken my right hand twice. Shattered my left hand. Uh, fighting phew, Swift Current Siski, Brent Siski, Brett Siski, I think. Okay. Um, so yeah, obviously I had surgery like the next day. It was like a, like a borderline spiral fracture. So it was like, I don't know, five pieces, my metacarpal. So I had surgery then. Um, that was a shitty recovery because I felt like I started off strong. Like I felt good that year, right? Like I actually, you know, like I showed up at Camp 17, never really worked out. But that summer after that year, I just, like, I had so much fun fighting and, like, and, you know, and fighting all these tough guys and just, like, oh, uh, you know, I was so excited to come back and, you know, worked out hard in the summer, started the season off good, fought some tough guys, and then, fuck, shitty luck, I guess, I don't know. Broke my hand, so I was out for a long time, and then came back, played with the playing cast for probably, I don't know, 10, 15 games after that, and season was over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's obviously was really disappointing. How, like, uh, did yeah. you go, did you stay in Spokane the whole time, or did you head home? Um, I, I can't remember. I think, uh, you know what, I did, I stayed and spoke the whole time, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. The only, it's funny. The, the only time, I, and I think we missed it, but uh, I think my first year was the only time I actually went home, and it was uh, the old uh, Mike Mike Babcock special. Let's make an example of the grapher. Oh well, see, he, I th- uh, oh I thought this was the <laughs> Memorial Cup year that you. Okay, well, okay, see, so, yeah, no, we because uh, I think uh, Waltz talked about this too. I think <laughs> maybe, but oh, I mean, yeah. in no. your so you're 17, and obviously. Yeah. Uh, he he puts the hammer discipline hammer down on you. Yeah, so I cut you off. But so what happened? And yeah. uh, let's no, hear the story. Sure. Yeah, so, so it's like I mean, 
17, and really, see, it's not a surprise to anybody, but, like, you're, you're missing curfew, right? Like, you're having, you're having some brews with the boys and whatever, and um, just, like, normal day, fucking and Jonesy hanging out, having beers, and show up at the rink, because we always practice at this little rink in, in Spokane. We never, we ne- never, like, I think my three years there, we practiced in the, uh, the arena maybe twice, so we always played, we always practiced in this little rink. It was called Eagles in North Spokane. And uh, so we get off school, drive to the, the arena, grab our bags, load up our gear, drive uh, drive up north and practice. So anyway, me and Jody show up to the rink a little bit late. Everybody's gear's gone, so we know they're already had to practice. And we see two chairs sitting outside of Bab's office. And fuck, we knew. We looked at the show like, yep, that's not good, right? And so take a seat so we both take a seat and uh jones goes in first he's in there for a little bit comes out and gives me the kind of like uh this isn't good kind of head nod i'm like oh fuck so anyway go in and that was giving me the old uh so uh here's miss curfew and you know it went from like no 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 he didn't he's like yeah no um long story short you know like Somehow, I think he was. I think his kids were trick or treating with my fellow's kids, and uh, got in trouble and <laughs> sent me home for two weeks. So, make an example out of me, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, did he give you the fine. time limit, or did he just send you home? It was. Yeah, I know. At the time, it was just like, yeah, you're, you know, like you're out of here. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, went home, kind of waited and see what happened then they call me back like yeah we want you to meet the team they were going on their uh like eastern swing i guess played medicine hat and pa and stuff so like yeah i want you we'll we'll you know get to calgary and we'll pick you up in calgary and get back with the guys so it was just it was just weird i'm like i know i just make an example out of you like fuck like everybody missed her so like come on you know like he knew it and it wasn't like anything crazy or anything we were doing. It was just, um, yeah, one of those things, I guess. But I yeah. never actually seen, the whole time I played, I never actually seen somebody get sent home for, you know, extended period of time anyway. But. Yeah, well, like you said, Lee wasn't the one that was going to get sent home, right? It was going to be Chris Graff, so. Well, and it was funny because Jonesy, <laughs> me and Jonesy were together, and he didn't get sent home, eh? So, like, there you go, right? Yeah. I was I was easy guy to kind of set the set the example, but well, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, Babcock. Well, I mean, he probably knew that yep. like, in two weeks we're going to be in Calgary. We'll pick him up there. I mean, he had that yeah. all planned. He had to have had that all planned out. I'm sure. I'm sure exactly. Like looking back now, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he did. Well, so the following year, like you said, you got hurt. We won't dwell on that year too much. Yep. But yep. we have to bring yep. it up. Because it was probably one of the most infamous uh, fights, and we were actually talking <laughs> about this on Twitter, a few of the folks, yeah. and it was de- it was yeah. been debated whether the punch yeah. landed or not, or he slipped. But oh. I, we're, we're going to get right from the horse's mouth right here. <laughs> Chris Graff Chris Graff lands <laughs> and it drops the gloves with Big Z yeah. in Prince George oh. Zidane Ochara. Oh, right. Yeah, and you drop him. Yeah, no. It, uh, did you catch like him? I, said, did he I don't get, know. 
I definitely, no, I definitely hit him for sure. Like, it was not, there's no way that was a slip. Yeah. Definitely did not feel like a slip to me. And if you get, get catch somebody good, you'll, uh, I don't know, like, you just know. It's weird. Like I said, it's like slow motion for me, but. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, well, I know it all started. Chara, felt like Chara I, hit I a like teammate. I him. And you came yep. in. And, uh, yeah. And the fight wasn't very long, and it was about the third or fourth punch. Yep. And of course, you're obviously you're swinging up. Clearly, yep. <laughs> I yep. mean, you almost yeah. need a ladder to fight that guy. And uh, yep. and and big tree fall hard. Down he went. Yeah. Um, did yep. you did you have an ink? Well, like, because he only played the one year. That was his only year in the Western Hockey League. Had you heard yep. about him, or was it just like, no, oh, fuck, is this giant like? Yeah, I had no idea. And I, I felt that same way, like, when I fought Parker for the first time. I had no idea who he was. Um, when I fought Varhog the first time. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I Something about it. Like, I, I wanted to go after the biggest guys. If, you know, we played some some big guys that weren't fighters, and I get it. So uh, that didn't interest me at all. But if you're big and you, you wanted to go, I, I definitely wanted to try it, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was weird. Like I, yeah, I never really heard about him or who he was and stuff. And yeah, like I said, he he ran over Suter, which Suter is a huge man. I don't know if you know Curtis Suter, yeah. but he's yep. six four, six five, two thirty at least. And he got hit, like on that play, he got hit like I've never seen him get hit before. But you know, he wasn't hurt or anything. But it looked looked bad, right? But yep. Well, he gets drilled, oh. and you come in, and uh, and the rest yeah. is history. Yeah. Oh yeah. First first four punches, my visor probably saved my life for sure. But then once the helmet popped off, then I and I don't know. I I did. I learned, especially with my size. I learned to, uh, like I said, loved Langdon. Prover would would do do it too with his, you know, obviously roll with the punches and just like his body movement and like sometimes faking punches yeah. that, like yeah, yeah. just making the motion to kind of like to get guys off balance when they dock and or, I, or I they to, start to roll with it. Yeah. 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 And I would do that. Like every time I start, every time I fight Parker, I, I, I those things I had, to, I had to do, right. Like, um, Tedarenko, most of the time, a lot of the guys that are, that were big, right. Like yeah. you, you want them, you want them to, to think you're coming in with something and then they they go to throw and then like you know their momentum's going forward and like that's how I get them kind of off balance and you know what I mean like the Charas the Varhogs the yeah. big guys like that is, are, it was like imperative I had to do it did like, you so I, did you prefer it, did you prefer to fight bigger guys or guys your own size um it didn't really matter to me I think the only uh I don't know I I I I like going after the big guys. Like I, I if the like I said, if they were fighters, then I I wanted to go after the biggest. And um, but in that case, I, I mean, you look at guys. Well, like Paul Frone, like that guy was. Yeah. He's he's up there, top three toughest guys I've ever fought ever. And I and I, I love watching his fights. I love the way he fights and just and what a good guy too. Like classy guy. So yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, um, well, I, I forgot to ask you, one of the names we threw out, and of course he went on to have a, a, a great minor league career, and we were talking, when yep. we were talking about how tough Seattle was. Well, they trade for Willis. What was it like playing oh, against fuck. Willis? You know what's funny? Tyler Willis and Trent Whitfield had a fucking war going on yep. that, it was weird. Like, I don't, I, it's weird. I remember playing against Willis, but I don't remember, I don't know, maybe I just, I didn't get enough ice time, maybe to like, Getting anything really with him? Yeah. So I don't know. It just kind of. It was weird. I remember him, him and him and Witter, man. Would he would battle like every game? But uh, yep. Yeah. What? A, yeah. What a tough guy. I have so much respect for that guy too, man. What a killer. Yeah. Willis is tough as nails, man. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Really. Um, oh yep. Well, so okay, you had the broken hand, and uh, but you had some big fights that year with Parka, Chara, Skurlak, Um But unfortunately, like you said, the hand sort of derailed that. But um, yeah. the next year, ninety seven, ninety eight, you, you're kind of your kind of your big year. You have, you played the sixty three games, you get the twenty six tilts. But also, Spokane is hosting the Memorial Cup this year. So yeah. it's a big deal in Spokane. What was the vibe like yeah. that year? Was it uh, was it a different kind of feeling? No, like well, when you're hosting it, you're in it. So was uh, yeah. but you guys still had a. I, I think you had the second best record, regardless. So it wasn't like you just took it for granted. But was that yeah. just a different vibe that year in Spokane? Knowing the Memorial Cup is there. It it was for sure. It was uh, it was kind of weird because you almost felt like. At any time, or especially later on in that season, like you're thinking that, and, and you know, you, by my third year, you kind of you understand how it goes. Like you're hosting the cup, or you're in the cup, you're going to be making a run. Obviously, you do whatever it takes, pick up guys, trade guys. So you're just like in the back of your mind, like, am I going to be here tomorrow? Kind of thing. Like, yeah, whether or not whether or not you're getting traded, but you just you know they could be trading for guys, and you're just like you're out, like, numbered out, kind of, you know, so, that was always kind of in the back of your mind, but, but it was fun, I don't know, I didn't really think about it too much, I guess, like, I just, you know, like, again, at any, my point, at any point, did Babcock come to you and say, like, you're safe, graph or you're not going anywhere? No, never, I don't think my whole, my whole career, like I said, like, I think after my third year, when I finally did get traded to Madison Hat, I was like, so I guess up to that point, I was actually on the team. Like that's kind of how I felt, right? Like you never, you never knew. Like fuck, like you never got the uh, assurance of like, hey, all right, man, just relax and play your game, man. But you never got that with him. It was kind of a little disappointing for me because you, you felt like you're always on the bubble. You know, yeah. when you're at the, you know when you're at camp and you're like, fuck, you're on bubble. And you're just extra nervous all the time. Yeah, like well, that's, that's, that's hard. Felt, like, my man, whole yeah. career. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, and I think that's it was exhausting. Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> it was exhausting. That is the big thing, and I think, and in talking to guys, and uh, especially with the kind of the fourth, you know, the tougher guys, the fourth line guys, bubble players, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, I yep. think that was always yep. the toughest thing, and like they said, it wasn't so much the fighting and anything like that. It was just the constant yep. never knowing, right? And you just could never yep. seem to yep. get yourself comfortable, and you know, yep. you have a couple bad games in a row. You know, a goal scorer, it's just like, yeah, he'll get, he'll keep getting his ice. You get a couple, exactly. have, you have a couple bad shifts. You know, in the because yeah. and you you know because they always say with the fourth line, right? You want you just, whatever you do, just keep the puck in their end. That's what you want, oh, yeah. right? And yeah. If, and if yeah. it's in your end, you're not going to be getting too many more shifts after that. I could imagine. Yeah. Or you get oh, scored exactly. on. 
Yeah. Oh fuck. Then yeah, you're definitely not seeing the ice. That's that's how I felt. Like that's exactly how especially my first year, like it killed me. Like that was one thing that like really really chapped me was uh like if you took a especially your fourth line guy and you take a minor penalty, Babs hated it, would lose it, right? So like I don't know, I like I said, thirty some thirty something fights, hit two games. Dude, Matt, I had like virtually no minors and any minors I did have, it was, you know, probably a, you know. Like the roughing that off, led to the fight or the. Offsetting it's... rush. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I was never out there taking stupid penalties. Like I took virtually no minors because you, you felt like you were, you were playing on eggshells. Like that's, it was yeah. like, I either had to line up with the face off. And if I'm looking, like I said, I, I'm like, cave, okay, I'm stressed out. Cause I'm like, fuck, I'm every shift. And I get out there, I'm like, Okay, fuck. Who's there? Oh, Craig Stall. Okay, well, I'm gonna fucking give him a shot off the face off because I know I know he'll fight me. Like, chances are he's not gonna skate away or or you know like challenge guys I know aren't uh, you know that are that are tough and that want to do this too and like. Um, did you ever play? Against yeah, some, did you ever play against someone that just like conned you into it every time and that wouldn't fight? Ah, fuck. <laughs> I think now, no, not really. I, I don't think I had any. Uh, you know what? Back then, it was weird. Like that, that just really like I didn't see it happen too much. Yeah, you know, like I don't know, which is weird because I remember watching NHL those <laughs> those same years, and you'd see it right in the, in the NHL. But fuck, there was just so many guys, like so many tough guys in, in the Western League that year, especially my first year. It was just oh. crazy. Well, um, yeah, well, this year, this year, I mean, we'll talk about, well, we're going to talk about the Memorial Cup and all that, but we'll go, we'll get your tilts here first. Well, um, well you fight again, again, Parker a couple times. Uh, yeah. Did you have a thing with Regan Darby? Because you fought him three times that year. Um, no, I didn't. It was weird. Like, we just, we, we played together briefly. He was in Spoke yeah. for, for a little while, and um, he was a guy. We got fucked. We got along. It was just. Weird. I, I got it. I got it. I understand when he, when he got traded to Tri Cities, like that was his role. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, but it, I, it wasn't a personal thing, though. Oh, absolutely not. No, he was yeah. a good guy. For sure. a, he was yeah, a tough dude. Was, underrated guy. He played he a long time, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, but the, like, even. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking, like, you know, like, I'm thinking, like, you were going to kind of lineups in my first year, like, how tough, like Seattle, Kelowna, Calum, oh, yeah. Spoke, like we were just killers. And then you, and I'm thinking like my second, third year, and you know, you got like, fuck, we got Major, Suter, Andrew Milne for a little while, Waltzy for a while, um, Dan Vandermeer, like Jonesy, like fuck, just crazy. Well, like, Ross I feel like every year. Yeah. Like, yeah, Rossi, Rossi would, would scrap for sure. And yeah. Brad Ferentz well, would scrap. Well, and then another guy, he didn't fight much with you, but I know he was tough, was Rick Barry. There was another guy, you know. I mean, if, yep. he, got, if he got yep. pissy, he could fight. And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, like even, we, oh, it's just insane. Yep. Oh, yeah. So many gamers, like so many guys that were just fucking weren't, weren't scared, man. They just, you know, he'd do it. I'm yeah, like, well, and it's funny, and I try to tell people this, especially like the, the American listeners or, or younger people that didn't that weren't around the Western Hockey League at the time. I mean, yeah, yeah. you have guys that um, 
you know, the tough guy went on and played in the minors, maybe not in the NHL, but they played in the minors for a bunch of years, and like mm-hmm. like a Chris Waltz or whatever, or Mazer, and I yep. mean, and they know him. Yep. But then there's other guys that just, yep. they played their years of junior, and then that was it. And they yep. and it's like, and, and people don't know some of them. But it's like, but yeah. somehow it's almost, well, they weren't as tough as those other guys. Oh, yes, they were. You know, <laughs> absolutely. They like were, you get yeah. like a, you know, For like sure. a, like a Devin Frank on, you know, yeah. or, uh, you know, yeah. guys or like I said before, uh, or, well, another guy you fought, Justin Jack, a guy like that, yeah. or, uh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. well, and another guy, Blair St. Martin. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. How tough is that guy? You know, yeah, you know, it was. We went to fight. We fought once in Spokane, and unfortunately, it wasn't wasn't a very good one. It was it was kind of yeah, just like off balance and got broken up pretty way too early. But um, but yeah, I just remember his stats. I'm like, he was a small guy too. Like he was yep. mean for own size, right? And he yep. was racking up fifty fights or forty fights that year. Crazy. Oh, he's in medicine yeah. forever. And then he played at the University of Alberta for a long time, had a great uh, oh. CIEU career yeah. and won a bunch of championships. And uh, yeah. you know, Dr. Yeah. Blair St. Martin, pardon me. Sorry, Doc. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Like and, that, that, and, that, and that's smart as shit him, to man. top it all off, right? So, yeah. yeah. But uh, who would have thought? I thought uh, everyone tells me on Twitter that fighters are just dummies. Yeah. Who, who would have thought? You know. Oh, it is. But yeah. uh, well, no, and another. Well, and then I met Justin Jack. There's another animal Kelowna digs up, like some six foot four yep. monster from out of nowhere. Um, oh yeah, seriously. Yeah. And well, and yeah, then another guy that. Another I, tough guy. Oh, he was. And then there's another guy, yeah. Mike Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Out in Kamloops. That, funny story. Yeah. When well, my first year, when Mike Brown was in. Uh, he was in Red Deer. Yes, he was. Yep. And uh, so, so we do. We're doing our uh, little central swing or whatever, and we play. Uh, we play Calgary, and I fight uh, Ray Schultz, and crazy, just like toe to toe for forty seconds center ice. I, I mean, the fight was good. Like I thought it was an even fight. looked looked good. Um, felt good. You know, it wasn't one of those ones you get in the locker room like, fuck. You know, I lost and you just pissed. But, um, yeah, it was good. But I, fuck, I, by the time I got to, by the time that game was over, like, I literally, I'd never, and I don't get headaches. Like, I could get bombs in the face and not, not get a headache. But, like, I had this weird thing. Like, I seriously thought I was like, my, my skull was shattered. Like, I cracked my skull. Like, it was, he hit me so many times in that same spot in the temple. And I'm like, so I end up, they end up taking me to the hospital in Calgary because he's playing for the Edmonds. So we were in Calgary. We, uh, the rest of the guys went to Red Deer for the game tomorrow night. I stay in Calgary, go to the hospital, do whatever they did. I don't know what they did. <laughs> I can't remember if it was like whatever CAT scan or whatever, but turns out it was fine. I drive with the GM, Tim Speltz, back to Red Deer, which we play, we're playing the Rebels the next day. So, um, I show up and they kind of mention like, oh, you know, maybe you should kind of set this one out. I'm like, no way. Like, you know, all my family and friends made it to either my Red Deer games or my Edmonton games when they got a team. Yep. So naturally, I'm like, there's no way. Like, I'm fuck, I'm playing for sure. So yeah, play Red Deer and then I'm fighting Brown, which is funny because he's uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna fight Joe Boschman, which there's another guy I never mentioned yet. 
what a tough guy that guy was. Yep. Um, just, yeah, it was just endless, man. Like, fuck, you go through the lineups, you're like, holy shit, man. We always had guys that would just, they would fight all the time, you know? And, um, but anyway, it was funny, because, like, Bosch squares off with, with Brown, and I'm, I, I kind of weasel in, I'm like, fuck this, and I'm like, gloves off, like, I've got the family here, I'm, there's no way I'm going out of this game. I'm like, this could be my last shift, right? So I'm like, we're going. And had a decent little tilt, and yeah, he was a he was a big man too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. tough guy. Yep, yep, yep very. And, so, uh, you know, yep. Well, and another character uh, you fought was Jeremy Yablonski. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. That guy's a that guy's an absolute beast. I got the uh, I was lucky enough to play with him in Boise, yep. and uh, I got to watch him just destroy the league. How would, so, how, yeah, would, was, how intense is that guy? Game time, crazy. Yeah. Like, he'll flip a switch. It's funny because, like, well, like, we, we roomed together on the road. So we were, like, you know, road roomies and fuck it. We'd, we'd have so much fun fucking joking around, cracking jokes. But once it was time to head to the rink, it was, like, he flipped that switch. Like, I was a complete opposite. Like, I, I couldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I would... I would look at lineups, look at schedules, couldn't take my pregame naps, so I'm stressed out about, fuck, I hope I get a shift, hope I get a couple of shifts, hope, how am I going to start this, how do I get into this, you kind of thing. Like, I was more stressed about that than actual fighting. Like, once, once I was on the ice, and once, you know, once, well, once the gloves were off, then it was like the least stressful thing ever. Yeah. It was, everything leading up to it was just, exhausting like yeah killed me but like if i knew like if, if babs would we sat in a locker room and Babs was like hey graffer we're gonna, you're gonna get fucking eight shifts tonight so like you know if, if, like obviously that's impossible that's like embarrassing to even say that but like if i knew that i'd probably be less stressed that like yeah makes any sense i just felt like every shift is my last shift so i'm like fuck i gotta go out there and get something going Without yeah. taking a penalty, or else that's definitely my last shift. So, like, trying to do that on eggshells is fucking, was tough. Like, yeah. fuck, it was hard. Yeah. So. Now, this is going to be, well, I guess it's, I guess it's not like, but it, oh. it might be a different question, oh. but it, it, or yep. a what if. But if you didn't, say if you didn't have Babcock and maybe Maxwell had stayed or someone else had yep. stayed, or like yep. your, um, uh, his name, who was your coach in Medicine Hat? His name, Carrier. Uh, Carrier, yep. Yeah. So say you had him in Spokane instead. Yeah. Do you think yep. you would? And I don't. And I'm. I'm going to say it this way. I don't mean it this way. But do you think yep. you would have yep. been more successful with a different coach? Um. Honestly, like to be honest, yeah, I, I do, for yeah. sure. Like I, I felt like, like I said, I didn't take the minor penalties, and I, I felt like I never fuck. You know, it was the hardest thing in the world was, was doing. What like I was you doing and like you fighting the guys like, and fighting and not taking those, you know, penalties and shit. But. Well, because I mean, at the end of the day, everyone wants to play, right? And you kind of got to get into yeah. the flow of things. It's a little tough to, oh, exactly. yeah, two and a half, yep. you know, two and a half periods, and all of a sudden you're lined up with Ryan Andres. Like, oh yeah, this is good yeah. time, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Yep, exactly. But it was weird. Like, and then he'd be the best guy. Like we, like I said, we go to Edmonton, and that's so. Well, yeah, like talking about Yablonski, like there's no, 
there's no introduction there. Like, obviously, everybody fucking knows how, how tough he is. Like, yep. He's the toughest of the toughest. And, um, but, yeah, he's playing for Kootenai when, when he's taught. And, like, I think it was those, those games, like, he knows I was from there. He would do that for other guys, too. I would kind of notice, like, you know, we play in Saskatoon, and certain guys that were from there, from that area, would play more than normal. Yeah. Um, so he, like, he, he would kind of, you know, you get on his side. Like, you do that to you, and you're like, oh, fuck, man, what a good guy. Like, that's awesome, you know? Um, so, like, Edmonton, yeah. Like, we're playing Edmonton, and I got definitely more ice time than, than I was used to. And then me and Yabo got in a good, good scrap there. And, um, yeah. Fuck. Well, another another character you fought that year. Uh, then we'll get into the Memorial Cup. But another guy that you fought that year yep. is an interesting character, and I've heard some stories. I will go into him here. We we'll, we'll talk about that privately. But was yep. Richard Peacock? Yep. In Prince George. Um, <laughs> yeah. How did that yep. fight go? Because he's a he's a he's small squat, big like wide dude. He's a little fire hydrant. I think, yeah, if I remember yeah, yeah. correctly. Fuck. Yeah. I just I, I, that's what I you know it's weird it's hard for me to remember like the fights and stuff back then but if I remember correctly that was I want to say I got in the I was in the penalty box leading up to the fight so I'm in the penalty box I served my penalty penalty's up and it was one of the million chances that I didn't actually wasn't flagged right to the bench right like usually it's like bab scream on the bench fuck come to the bench right so you're just like skate across the ice get off line change kind of thing so I. It puck is dumped down, and I think I fucking ran over uh, PG's goalie, which I don't know who it was at the time, and I think that was, yeah, I, I don't know. That was pretty much it. Yeah, well, then you, you don't remember you, the fight, and you but then you fight, and that's it. Because I was gonna say uh, last week in the preseason in the SJHL. A guy, yeah. a guy, uh, a Yorkton oh, guy ran over the Melville goalie, and they gave I him a, saw that. a 25 game suspension for that. I got, you know, what's funny is I got, I don't think I got, I think I got two for charging, and that was it. And I think it was just, it was just one of those like, we have to do something. We have, you know, what I mean, we have to give a power play to the other team because, like, but I, I know I saw that that hit, and I was like, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, well, I was you're like, a oh. fucking goalie coming out to the blue line to play the puck. Fuck, I would take your head off for sure. Yeah, well, no they, question. Well, then to suspend a guy half a season, like what do we? That's what do we do? What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. we said, so it's, you guys, so you're hosting the Memorial Cup, and yep. and unfortunately, you guys lost in the semifinals, two uh, one in overtime to Guelph. How yep. how much did that hurt? Um, oh, I was. That was brutal. It's like you, you know, it's like the one only chance you got, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah. So that was that was tough, but I wasn't playing. Like the first game I played, and of course, like I never had a knee injury in my entire hockey career, and I get knee on knee done, like third degree sprain on my knee done. I'm out. So I played the first Memorial Cup game, and and that was it. So I was, I think I was so fucking chapped about that that I was, uh, I don't know. I mean, it killed me not to win because I knew, like, you, you see, especially when the, uh, what, the 91 Chiefs won with uh, Falloon and Whitney and, and and Trevor Kidd, and you see, like, all the things, like the pictures up in the locker room and stuff and, and how fun it would be. Like, that was it was tough. Especially yeah. surrounded by great guys, like, you know, like 
I remember that 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 year, my last year, like Major and Vandy, yeah. you know, Josh Major, Dan Vandy, like we're best friends, like always hanging out, always doing stuff, and two absolute killers, of course, right? Like, yeah, yep. it's just crazy. Like you go through the lineup, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, he scored forty goals, but he was a killer. Like it's yep. just you know, no, exactly. But like, yeah, yeah, you know, and, two uh, awesome guys, but both tougher than shit and yeah well, anybody and when we were scroll when you were talking about swift current you're scrolling through and like you know like yeah. i said guys that maybe that didn't go on like you have a Derek arbez dean serdachny you know tony mohagan yeah. tony mohagan i mean it's just like yeah. ridic- ridiculous ridiculous how tough it the cake was it, it's seriously it was crazy yeah you know, regina with josh dobbin and them like oh yeah yeah you know? yep. but um the other oh, team, yeah. uh, Val Dor was in the Memorial Cup, so of course they had like Frankie Lassard, Nick Grenot, and 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 a goalie yeah. name and a goalie named Luongo. And uh, so that was my game. My, yeah. my first game was was Val Dor, and and believe me, the first thing I did was look at the yeah. look at the little stat sheet we had, and I wanted was I, I I had it in my head already. I was like, okay, and I, you know what's really I should back this up because that that year in the playoffs I played Babs actually moved me back to center which is crazy. So the first time in three years in Spokane, the center was my normal position. Like that's where I got played bad in my whole life. That's when I got drafted with centerman. And Babs actually had me taken face off. And it was the first time I actually felt like I had, I earned his respect. It was crazy. I had more ice time in the playoffs that year than I did any regular season game on average my whole career. It was crazy. So I felt good, like going into it. Like I was like, "Wow, I'm actually getting ice time." And um, well, how, yeah. how 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 was, was Graffer on the draws? Were you were you how were you? What was the percentage? Fuck, unreal. Probably fucking sixty five. It was crazy. Like I, I I mean, I played center my whole life, and like, and then once I knew, you know, once Babs moved me into that spot, and I got to play a little bit. Oh, you, believe me, I, I spent more time working on faceoffs at, at practice. Like I actually was like. I got that itch back. I'm like, you know, I was excited to play because I was like, get some ice time. And, um, yeah, it was fun. Well, and then, and then um, of course the other team that was in the tournament that won it was the other Western league team was, oh, Port- oh. was Portland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, um, yeah. you know, with Myriad Hosa and Morrow oh. and Todd Robinson and Marty Standish and Chris Jacobson, um, yeah. you know, um, yeah. what a team. Um, well, oh, I, was, yeah. I was gonna say at least the team from the West won it, but uh, yeah. that, did that actually yeah. hurt more that it was them? Um, to me, to me, I don't think it did. Like we played Hosa, and like you, you watch Hosa, like he, he was like you watch him play, and it was like a gimla. Like yeah. he knew that guy was just dominant. Like he would just he would you know throw guys off with one arm, one arm the puck around you, dangle through. Like he, he knew that guy was unbelievable. And, and what a team they had! Like you said, the lineup they had was unreal. Yeah, uh, well, that's and Ted, Ted Arenko was there, wasn't he? So, yep, yes, uh, he was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't that doesn't hurt either, right? Like, no, having him him on the point. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, Mazur yeah. said the same thing about Hosa. Yeah, it was that was the best player he ever played against. He said, uh, "Yeah, I, I, me too. I, that could be up there, like playing against Marlo Gomez, some." Iggy, but the way Hosa played was just like it was weird because he he didn't he wasn't obviously wasn't huge, but he the strength he had was just crazy. 
Yep. Yeah, unreal. Yep. Well, so unfortunately, so you hurt your knee. So you you spend the summer yep. rehabbing it. You're 20 years old. Was there any yep. doubt? Did you have a doubt about going back? Because you get traded, you end up in Medicine Hat. Did that yep. happen at the start of the year, or was it a summer thing, or were you let go? How did that all happen? That was start of the year, but it was funny because as soon as that season was over, you know, you're looking through the locker room, you're doing the math. You're like, "Okay, you're allowed three twenty-year-olds. Our team is stacked." I'm like, "There's no way I'm every year." Like, so I had a in my head. I'm like, "Okay, I'm probably going to go back to the eight, like go back to Edmonton and hopefully, you know, jump on the AGA team somewhere and and finish it." But yeah. They called in Bab's office and traded Madison Hat. I almost fell off my chair because, like, like I don't know, Ron Grimard. Like, so Ron Grimard was on our team, and, like, he was one of those like, kind of odd men out. Like, he was, just, he was a 20-year-old just like me. Um, we had so many good guys. So it was like he got released, and I was like, what? Like, this guy's one of he, – he's an unbelievable player. Had a great WHL career. And, and then I find out, like, I'm actually going to a team like the hat, like this thing. I'm like, holy shit! So I, I showed up there, and I was pumped. I was pumped to go there. Yeah, well, kind of worked out better, but for me, but uh, well, I mean, so you're, you're basically you're coming home, right, back to Alberta and Medicine yeah. Hat, 20 years old. Yeah, I mean, eight, 35 yeah. games. You had 14 points, so I mean, you yeah. know, um, yeah, you actually, I, and you you really didn't fight that much. Was that uh, well? Yeah, and that's the thing. I was I was kind of mad because like I started the season off good home opener. I, I fight Varhog. I'm ready to go. Like I want to fight. I know that's the reason why I'm there. Um, they just lost uh, St. Martin, so I'm like I, I kind of know. I, I I knew my role. Like that's not even that. Like I wanted to do it. Like and I think I got in, yeah not many five six fights and then. Uh, my last fight, and I can't remember, Kuni Lasu. Yep. Lasu Dion. Yep. And thought I broke my hand. Get get to the box. Look at my hands. Ballooned up. I've already had like broke my right twice, left once by then. So I knew what it looked like. Like I knew the instant swelling. Thought I was broken. It was like oh, okay, by. You know, finish the game, which is crazy. Um, I kind of realized it wasn't broken because I know the, the other three times it was like you literally you, you couldn't even like close your hand or anything. So um, played through that, and then uh, and anyway, long story short, I ended up finding out there was like a torn tendon in my knuckle. So that pretty much ended that season. Like I, I just knew, like twenty year old. My role, it's not like I was a, you know, I'm not a 100-point guy which, or a starting goalie kind of thing, like, you know, 20-year-old guy. Um, yeah, so it was, well, it was tough. I just kind of, I played through it, and, like, I, I literally had a, the hardest time of, the, of my my schedule was, like, tying my skates. I couldn't even, I could barely tie my skates, barely hold my stick. Like, it was, yeah, it got pretty bad after that, but. Well, and then, like you said, Medicine Hat. I mean, one thing they didn't ha- or they didn't lack was toughness. Because I mean, they had oh. you, they had Scheffelmeyer, Brad Voss, Sheff- uh, yep. Conrad Brand, Brady Austin, Sean Hill, and Sean then they, Hill. Jordan yep. Roach for a little while. It was just like yeah, Roach. Yeah, it's yep. like 
and then you, I mean, you know, so, I mean, yeah, in terms of toughness, they weren't lacking. No, absolutely. I just felt like I I knew that was why I was there. Right. And I, I I knew it. And like, and that's kind of what happened. Like once I, you know, I went to, you go a few games without it. It was like, like what's going on? Like, I remember having meetings with carrier, like, Hey, we need you out there. Like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I, and then I couldn't say anything because I knew I was going to be gone. I knew it. And I'm surprised in the beginning that I even, you know, that I even got traded as a 20 year old. Like, like if you look at my career stats and you're like, okay, Josh was playing as a 20 year old and does like, that's crazy. Right. So, well, and it's, it's actually, it was a, it, well, it's surprising that they would get you when they already had all those guys. Exactly. Like, I could see a team that didn't have any toughness getting you. Like, okay, especially at that time, you yeah. know, in that to- yeah. in that era, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, when you yeah. had a team that already had, like, four guys that'll fight, I'm surprised they traded yeah. for you, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Like, I, that's why I was like, wow, I'm just going to – like I said, I kind of just kept my mouth shut and just finished the se- – well, tried to finish the season. And then, like, it was probably, well, around Christmas time, they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, for – like and our team was doing brutal. Like we were fucking yeah, struggling. Yeah. We, had, we had a young team though. We had a bunch of great young prospects. Yeah. Like the young kids were fucking superstars. And um, but you're, but, but you're gonna well. have growing pains, guys. right? You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, um. What was the like? I know Mazer talked about this and his coming from the you know the um um the West. Was there a, was there a difference between the East and West? Did you notice in gameplay or toughness or anything, or um, or just I didn't, or just it's just I, it's know, always honestly, tough. Yeah, I, you know, I I didn't notice I didn't notice a difference at all. Like I, I thought, like I'm especially back then, the league was so every team was tough. It was like the game. Yeah, I don't know. Like I felt, I don't know. It, to me, I didn't, I didn't really notice a difference. Okay. Um, other than travel, travel was nice playing, like being in the hat and you're kind of, kind of closer to everything. Like yeah. I know in Spoke, Spoke is nice if you're playing in your division. Yeah. Um, well back then PG was in our division, so that was kind of a, well, that won't be a brutal. brutal trip, but yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, it was like no one wanted to go to Brandon, right? Like you talk about brutal trips. Oh. Yeah. Oh man. My rookie year. That was like the, what a nightmare. Here, me and Jonesy, we shared seats, right? So, like, we're both rookies, so, like, we're crammed up in the seats, and fuck, the twi- I remember, 28, 20-hour ride from Spoke. Yep. That was, uh, that was a doozy for sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, just kind of going through the <laughs> rosters, there's a name that I want to, I always, throw, to everybody that played in the dub that I've had on the show, I have to ask, because I can remember watching yep. them, and we were talking yep. about skilled guys. There's there's a cat in Calgary named Pavel Brindle. Yep. Yep. Seventy goals. I we I remember watching him here in Saskatoon. Be cherry picking center ice the whole game. What yeah. what was it like, mm-hmm. Calgary had a hell of a team that year? What was it yeah. like playing against that guy? You know what's weird is like I never really paid attention to those guys. It was no. uh, yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah, well, especially. If I'm playing anywhere, like you said, Edmonton, Red Deer, Calgary, I got family and friends there. So yeah. I'm like, all I'm focused on is like, I don't care. 
like I wish there was like some kind of stat because I guarantee my first shift I was fight, doing all my fighting because like I said I didn't know if I was going to get another shift and it was like beyond stressful like thinking about it. so I'm like okay hey, I got to get this done and and get this going first shift um, so I never thought about that like I was so preoccupied I felt like I was playing my own game inside the game like yep you know yep it was weird I I, I felt like that was like my whole career like I don't remember. You know, even spoke like I don't remember. Yeah, I wanted to win, and like obviously, you always want to win because you know after the game, everybody's happy and the guys. But like for me, more than anything, I was like, I wanted to fucking get a chance to play, and I want to get a chance to fight the toughest guy that I can. You know what I mean? Like who's yep. out there? Like I wanted to. Like that's what I felt like. I was like, I wanted that. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's weird just never knowing if you're going to get a, you know, shift or a chance or a shift against that guy or you're going really to play against them or, yep. you know, the scenario that, like, it's a 2-1 game, like a one shift in the second, like, you want to risk something, you know what I mean? It, especially with Babs, like I said, when another coach, a carrier, you never had that pressure. And at the beginning, until, until I jacked my hand up, I was like, it was awesome. I, I kind of liked it. Like I, I'm like, wow, this is kind of how it should be, right? Like, yeah, you don't have that pressure. I'm getting shifts. Um, I'm not even trying to put up points, but I had more points I think in 35 games in my whole Spokane career. Like it was just weird. Like, you know, everything was kind of working, and fuck, I think I'm just jinxed. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, well. So we we put an end on your WHL career, but. Uh, that yep. same year, yep. you, you end up in Texas with the Austin yep. Ice Bats. How did that all come about? And uh, um, like, yeah. were, you, were you hurt when you went down there and just didn't say yeah. anything? That, that, so I left. I left the hat, and like I said, I had problems like tying my skates, and and it was like yeah, it was tough. And then I can't remember. Like I get home and I got a call, and I can't remember who called me. If it was, uh, um. Oh my god, what's his name? Tour from he was a Tour. Al Tour was the coach. Al Tour, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was. And uh, and I don't know if was, like yeah, he's like yeah, come down. My god, like, oh, I was I was so fun. Like this probably could be my only chance to actually play, you know, pro hockey. I guess right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I fuck like this could be it. So I'm like, I gotta go. I, I knew I probably shouldn't the way the way my hand was. Like, I I knew I shouldn't have. But I'm like, I had to, because I was like, fuck, there's, there's no way. This could be the last chance I get. And like, you know, I already kind of picture myself like, you know, career's kind of over or whatever. I go down there and I get, I get off the plane, airport, Sean Legault picks me up at the airport. I'm like, what? No way. So we had four unbelievable battles. And there's another crazy tough guy right there. Yep. Um, yeah, what, and what a good guy, like, great guy, and tougher than fuck, so it was, it was kind of weird, like, at first, I'm like, holy shit, like, like, we just battled four times, like, the year before, and he's picking me up, and great guy, and, been, you know, go back to the place, and we were roommates, and, um, yeah, it just felt weird, it was, like, the weirdest, uh, half a season I ever played with a team, because I, I felt like I couldn't, I was, like, my biggest struggle was trying to tie my skates and hold my stick. Like, that's how bad my hand was. And, like, 
you know, I shouldn't even plan, but but I got to play some games and met some great guys there. And uh, well, yeah, it was, one of the I, you know, it's funny. My my one fight was against Fort Worth, Adam Bricknell, and we had a good tilt. And I remember my hand hurting just tying my skates, but after that, I was like, "Holy fuck, okay, Like this could be the end of the end after that." Well, what, what was but, your uh, what was your impressions of just like Austin itself and the league and like I know Mazer was just like saying this is like a different world, like uh, yeah. What crazy? First of all, I had no idea there was even hockey there until I got the call. And like I said, I show up. Sean Legault, uh, my 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 arch nemesis and in, in junior, like we fought a few times and fucking tough, tough, tough guy you'll ever meet that guy and. Yep. Um, but a great guy. Like we were roommates and, um, took me in and yeah, like I said, like I was, yeah, I probably, like I said, I, I, I fucking regretted even going there because of, I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to fight. Probably I, I might've been able to maybe go through, go through it. And, um, but it was, like I said, it was a battle even tying my skates, holding my stick, like even taking shots and practice was like, Severely painful. I got probably shouldn't have went, but I was like, this could be my last shot. Even having a chance to go play, you know, somewhat pro. And um, anyway, I went. And long story short, it was it, it was fun. But great guys and watching Lego. Who had, you know, you, you you fight in junior and just destroy the whole league. Like he was he was an animal. Like he fucking killed everybody. He's fighting. Like Darren Kimball, like I remember we playing Corpus Christi. I lamp the face off, and we lose the face off. Puck goes down. I turn around, my head hits fucking Craig Cox's belly button. I look up, fuck Craig Cox. Like are you kidding me? Like Cox, he fought fucking my hero. Probably yeah. like are you kidding me? Like it's just weird even being on the ice with that. And like Darren Kimball, like like Lego beat up Darren Kimball. Like it's crazy, man. Like, yeah. Well, and yeah, fucking, Darren Kimball, there's another Lego guy. Was just, you would have been, and you oh, would have yeah. been watching fight tapes of him, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like I love Darren Kimball. Oh, loved, yeah. Just a gamer, and uh, I, I love guys like that. Like, yep. loved watching that and shit, and, and fucking here I am. I'm watching fucking Sean Legault fucking beat him up. Like, he, he destroyed the league. It was crazy. Like, he was and an underrated player, too. Like, fuck. The guy could skate. He could play. He had hands. He could score, and you know, he never got the credit for it. Probably never got the opportunity for shifts in, in junior. He probably had more ice time in, in Austin than he had in Tri-Cities, but yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, well, there, so, well I'm going to use my connection with you now. we got to get Lego on the show here because I imagine he'd have well, a few stories. Oh, you have to. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely have to talk to him. Yeah, well, he'd, he'd love it. I've had a few. I've had a few guys from Austin on here, and one of the names that yeah. comes up, and there's been some legendary stories. And I wonder if you have. I know your time there was short, but was one Skinny. Ryan Skinny Anderson? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he he was there when I was there, and yeah. Well, that dude yeah. was a lifer. Oh. I think he played all seven. I think he played the whole time Austin had a team. Fuck! Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. He, yeah. I think he's still he living there. Someone told mayor. me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, wouldn't doubt it for sure. What what a good guy too. Like, fuck, you would never know that he was a legend. Yeah, you meet him like holy fuck, and like I never knew who he was. Right, like there was no fucking like you said. Like we talked, like there, there's no internet, there's no Twitter, and 
you don't know. Like, well, and the thing with him, and guy. the thing with him, he wasn't a major junior guy. He was a Manitoba mm-hmm. junior guy. He was a junior A guy, yep. right? So yep. he's really yep. unknown. But I mean, I think he had like yep. 400 minutes in Nipawa, I think, <laughs> one year. But uh, yeah, you know, unreal. And he put yep. up sick minutes in the Western Pro too. But uh, yep. a tough dude yep. for sure, big dude. But. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, so like you said, you got you look. Were you there when Barhog was there? I know he played briefly in Austin too. Bar, no, he was he wasn't there when I was there. No, no. Okay. But uh, yeah, fuck it, tons of like fuck. Major played there too. Like, yep, yep. Fuck, oh, they had yeah. some fucking killers that played there. Oh, Jeremy oh, Thompson. Oh yeah, there was. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Jeremy. Yeah. Thompson. Fuck, he didn't even know he played there. That's, oh that's yeah, unreal, yeah. yeah. Well, there was another guy at the show that was talking about Anderson, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but um, yep, yep. But yeah, like, what, like, and I'll t- and back then, and it's a shame. It's a shame your hand was so messed up because that league, yep. there was no yep. shortage of toughness in that league. Like that was, I always like to say, no. maybe not as crazy, but I always like to say that was sort of like yep. the pre LNAH because yep. you looked at every team and there was like four or five guys deep, and there was yep. tons. And it's a shame there's not a lot of footage of it out there. Because yeah, the league wasn't I around know. very long, but there was like you know, like you said, Kimball, Mayotte, Malnichuk, Craig Cox. Yep. I mean, Legault, yep. Ryan Anderson. Mm-hmm. I mean, no shortage of yep. dudes. Um, yep. Rask, For you sure. know, and um, but yep. just what was the travel like? And uh, it was just like what was, I mean. I know you guys were basically playing in like rodeo barns. Oh yeah, it was it was crazy. Like you know, it's like you go from playing Spoke Arena and then, and then you go to the hat like the, the old Hat Arena. Yep. The old smarty box, and you're like, fuck, wow, this is kind of a weird, like, you know, like a, step, a little, little step down, right, from Smoke's brand new arena, and then, yep. then you're playing in rinks with the, you know, they got the old, the, the rodeo bars, you can tell it's just built for rodeos, and, um, but it's cool, fuck, the fans are awesome, booster clubs are awesome, um, yeah, it was, fuck, I had a blast, and, and awesome, I just, I wish, like I said, I, I'm almost embarrassed that I even went, like, I, I wish, I wish it would have went better for me. I wish I would have been in better shape and just like well, wish I fucking could play. I wish I could have played my game because I felt like I was just like squeezing games and like games. Yeah. Play, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't know. For me, it was it was hard. And then you're watching fucking Lego. Like I said, like we had some great tilts and watching him fucking just clean up the league, man. It was and it was awesome watching that. But like you just want to be part of it, right? But, yeah, fuck, that was tough. So when so you fit, you finish up in Austin, you head home. At, at yeah. this point, what what is in the cards for Chris Graff? Are you like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm done playing, or yeah. uh, I, I I thought for sure I was done for for sure. Like when I I remember driving home, I, it's funny because we drove I drove back with Lego, fifty hours from or I don't know what it was forty five hours from Austin, and fuck. So she got a fuck. We had a fucking blast. So like he's away. Another guy that was in awesome, Craig Stahl. Yeah, so we had some good battles, battles and juniors, and he was there. And what a fucking awesome guy he was. And um, so it's like I, I feel like I feel fucking embarrassed for not being able to the fight and and kind of play how I wanted to play. But it was I'm glad I went because it was it was cool to meet those guys. Like I would have never got to hang out with Lego or hang out with Stalzy and a um, bunch of other guys too. Like just good team, good, good group of guys. And, um, but yeah, I remember driving home, like thinking the whole way. I'm like, fuck, I guess hockey's over. Like I'm done. Like, there's no way. Like, you know, like it's over for sure. And then 
get home and um, fuck, kind of milk my hand for for the summer, and then uh, same thing. Went fuck, got X-rays, course not broken. I'm like fuck, and then like I kind of left it at that. Like I wasn't, I don't know. Probably should have been more. Probably should have took care of it right then, but I didn't. And then uh, took it easy on my kid. Well, I'm gonna go to school. So then I get a call from Corpus Christi. So I end up signing a contract with Corpus, going back. So that next season, I go to Corpus, going to play there, hand, like I'm taking shots and it's like severe pain, just did fucking tear, fucking snapshot. Like it was, you know, I, I knew it was over. So um, left there, I'm like, Kate, fuck it, I guess I'm going back to Edmonton, I'm going to school, drove all the way back home to Edmonton and then uh, went to Grant McEwen. Played, uh, yeah, like used used the WHL schooling and then played for the team there. Grant McEwen just played because my hand was messed anyway. Which there's no fighting really in, in that league anyway. So kind of played, had fun, had a couple friends from Edmonton that were on the team and um, kind of had a good time. It was fun. It was just playing, relax. You didn't have to worry about when's my next shift. Kind of, yep. you know, bullshit. Just like just go yep. and play, and it was fun. And then, uh, but it was like, fuck, it was weird. It was like every game was just, there's so many weasels in that league. And just like, cause they know there was no, there was no fighting. So it was, it was hard. It was like hard for me. Okay. So yeah. So now for people listening out there, what he's talking about, yeah. we're, we're talking college hockey. Um, yep. So yep. like CIAU or AIAU, whatever the hell it is. Yep. So it's college yep. hockey. And in Canada, yep. in our college hockey, it's mostly, it's, uh, guys play their junior and whatever, so it's usually yep. guys that are 21 to 25 years old playing. Yep. So it's an older yep. guys, and everyone's yep. half visors. They don't wear full cages and shit in college up here. Yep. But you can't yeah, fight. Exactly. You still can't fight. Yep. But it's half visors, yep. and yep. and and it, but everyone's tough. Everyone acts tough because there's no fighting. Yeah, exactly. It's like watching modern day NHL. You know, yep. like. Everybody's a, everybody's a tough guy out there because there's no, they know nothing's going to happen. Like, so whatever, I, like I said, I played, played my first game uh, or my first season and uh, I don't know, I, I had, I don't know, I think I played 16 games, had 10, 11 points and then, um, I, but it was like every game was torture because like you just want to like, you see these guys skate around and chop and you're like, are you kidding? You know, like it's, it's unbelievable, right? Like, fuck it. So, well, well, here, so let's next year, hold on. Let's yep. we're we'll, we'll gonna sidetrack yep. off this because we're gonna talk about. Yeah, gonna, we'll, we'll talk about you for a second. I'm just in general, we're gonna talk yep. about this because obviously yep. this is a theme that comes up on social media, and the media likes to talk about yep. how much if you take fighting out, how much cleaner the game is. This yeah. is this is the the common myth that gets thrown around. And I had Dakota Audrey's on the show, who of course yep. fought legendary his dad, legendary of course. And then, oh yeah, and then absolutely. He played in the dub and fought, and then now he's yep. in Carlton playing in Ontario in, in CIAU, and like yep. you know, it's a means to an end. He's going to school. I mean, that was the point yep. to get his degree. But yep. he was saying yep. how painful it is, how dirty it is, and you can't fight yep. these guys. What is your when someone says to you if? The take fighting out will make the game cleaner. What is your response to that? Well, I know what that, it is, but that's absolutely the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. Like, like I said, I, I go to that league. You have little tiny weasels just floating around, throwing tomahawks, beaking everybody. Um, which which sucks because there were some good players. Like there were some. 
Oh, like it's like high end guys. Like this isn't like drop in hockey folks. Like these are like yeah. dudes that played. They yeah. all played junior somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and there was a bunch of ex dub guys. Like, oh, like yeah. every team had some guys. I'm like, oh fuck, I remember playing against him. I played against him. I played against him. And but it was just it was it was weird. So, but like I said, so I kind of was letting letting the body heal, letting the hand heal, and just played and tried to have as much fun as I possibly could. But eat me alive. So the next year, um, you know, got my classes in, went in, played the team, and I don't know, it was like game two, I'm like, okay, no way. Hand feels great, so I went the whole year, basically, almost a full year, close to a full year, without any fights. So my hand felt great. Like, it felt good. It was like, and this is funny, so I'm back home, and I'm saying my dad hooks me up a, a speed bag, and like, he was never on board with me fighting, but he he drills me up, hooks me up a speed bag downstairs and a heavy bag down there. And I'm starting to do that part of my workout. And I'm starting to feel good. So I was like, okay, there's no way I'm going to like, and like I was there pretty much for school. Cause I, in my head at that point, my second year, I was like, okay, well I'm there for school. Hockey, whatever. Like I'm going to be done anyway. So I go in there second game, um, <laughs> didn't fight. Cause I was like, fuck, okay, there's no way. And I had to literally grab the guy and like, I had to force him into it. It was brutal. I didn't want to sucker anybody, but like, you fucking beacon people. I'm like, nope. Grab him, start throwing a couple, and whatever. I get kicked out. I think I got suspended for two games. I don't know what the rules were, but, um, after that, then, uh, <laughs> got another fight. And then, I don't know, my fifth, sixth game of the season, KO'd a goalie. And was like, okay, I'm done. Like, I, I just felt like, I'm like, no way. Like, there's no way I'm going to sit here and, and watch this happen. So, anything comes up, like, I'm fucking, I'm doing it. Like, I have to. Like, I just felt like, I don't know. I got the old, like, WHL days back. Like, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. So, I'm sitting in front of that goalie, like, gives me the old kind of chop in the leg. I'm like, no way. So, fucking bomb him. And just, like, probing it to Riendo. Drop him. I was like, oh, nice. My like, fucking name. He goes down, so I get jumped. See, Brady Austin was, was in Calgary, and Brady, Brady Austin was playing for State. But the way the brawl, because I started the brawl, and the way it happened, he ended up grabbing one of my other teammates. Um, which Brady was a tough guy. I tell you that guy, I don't know, but I fight, I ended up fighting somebody else, and I can work him pretty good. But, um, yeah, so I think with basically suspended for the rest of the season. So I just went to school and took my classes, had the best grades I ever had in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, it, went, it was awesome. But it was like, it was torture. I was like, fuck. Two games suspension, my first fight, three for the next, and then season ending for my third fight. I was like, whatever, fuck, I'm done. I'll just go to school. And then, uh, yeah, then I think when, then Boise. Well, Boise and, but now you're not good. done. All of a sudden the call comes and you're heading to Idaho, the potato state. Yep. How did well, uh, how did that all come about? I I honestly don't even know. It was weird because I thought like I thought hockey was over, right? Like there's no way I'm playing anymore. Like, but it was crazy because after the fucking three fights I had with Grand Mac, I'm like, fuck, the hand feels great. Like I feel good. Like, I want to play. And literally, I didn't pursue anything. I got a call. Um, John Oliver from Boise calls me up. And I don't know if it was like, like Terry Ryan was there. So I had no idea at the time. Terry Ryan's there. Um, Jeremy Yablonski, Scott Burt, a bunch of guys I played against in the dub. And 
they're there and I get the call. I'm like, fuck, are you kidding me? Absolutely. Fuck, I'll be there right now. Um, the worst thing was leaving school. So that fucking was like, ah, shit. Doing good. School's going good. I'm like, ah, I gotta go. Give her, give her one last shot, right? Go. Um, show up at the rink. Fuck. Yabo. Terry Ryan. Like, guys you play against, right? Guys you fight. You're like, holy shit, man. Just crazy. Like, yep. Yabo, unbelievable fucking best guy ever. Fuck. See him with Terry, Birdie. Um, that team is fuck. Just a unbelievable group of guys. It was just like, uh, I feel like I was back in school can. Like, just good guys. And, um, yeah, it was fun. So, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you know, you had Bobby Stewart and Dan Chermahorn and oh, Jeremy oh, Bellamock yeah. and uh, great guys, Dion yeah. Darling and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Smitty, yeah, Kevin Smitty Smith, at the yeah. end of the year, yeah. Well, I mean, um, and that league was no joke either in terms of uh, in for toughness. I mean, there was uh, no. You know, every team had a couple guys, but you know there were some yep. there were some skilled dudes in that league, and uh, oh yeah. But yep. uh, you know, we'll just kind of you know, you had Colorado, you had Zach Boyer and Greg Schmidt and Aaron Bow. Um, yep. Oh know, yeah. And uh, well, and then the of course the the late Darcy Johnson was also there. Yep. Chad, Chad Cabana, yep. Brent Henley. Um, yeah. Oh fuck, Henley. Fucking beast! That guy's a big dude, man. Yeah, and Tacoma. Oh, yeah. Of course, he had Claude Jutras there in Tacoma, and Trevor yeah. Fraser and Dennis Pinfold. You know, yeah. but, hey, oh, how was oh, how, yeah. how was the trip up to Anchorage? Because there's one, there's a name on Anchorage I want to ask you about. Because you, you being an old Dub guy, um, of course, this guy was legendary in the Western Hockey League. Um, was Kimby Daniels? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I knew the name. I yeah. knew he, he played before, right? Be- yeah. Before me, but I knew the name. But it was kind of crazy that it was there. Like, I remember it was, I think it was more like crazy to think that Simon was there. So Simon's playing there. And, uh, I was, fuck, I remember like watching his fights, right? Like, yep. at that point, I'm like, you know, you're on YouTube and you're like, fuck, I'm watching fights. And, like, you know, Simon had a crazy minor league career. And, yeah. So he's, he's well, it's funny because there's a guy, there's a Blades guy, and I, I want to say he's the Blades all-time penalty minute leader because he was here for five years, but he played up in Anchorage at the time with Shane Calder. Oh, oh fuck! See, yeah, I got it. I had no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Little little guy. Then of course BJ Young was up there, and uh, yep. and then another animal up there that was huge was Chad Richard. Oh yeah, monster. Yep. And, and like I said, so I'm there. So it almost felt like, uh, Boise me. So to start that up, to start, yeah, to start my Boise career off was I get there, um, rolling to Boise, fucking beautiful city, unreal. I'm like, there's no way I'm here right now. Like, I can't believe I'm, I got an invite to even play here. And then, like I said, I show up to the rink and, oh, fuck, Yablonski and Terry Ryan and Birdie. There's a bunch of dub guys. And, like you said, um, Bobby Stewart, Noel Muck, like those guys, just a great locker room. Good, awesome guys. And sat out my first, first couple games, but I think it was the first night I was there. I'm, I'm sitting out. I can't remember the game. Um, we ended up going out downtown after the game and, uh, 
and Terry, so Terry's not playing. So Terry had a high ankle sprain at the time. And when I showed up, so he's on crutches and cast and we're out at the bar and Terry's there. And, uh, Derek Paget played for uh, Prince Albert. Yavo, Birdie, we're all there. And fucking some, somebody in the bar pushes Terry down the stairs. I'm standing right there. So instantly, fuck, grab him. Start off. Huge brawl in the bar my first night there. And <laughs> blown up like a fucking softball. Same spot, too. I'm like, okay. And I knew right away. I'm like, okay, it's not broken. Like, whatever it is, whatever was happening, I'm assuming it's a tendon. I'm like, okay. It did the same thing. Fucking blew it up. I'm like, fuck. First game, didn't get to play yet. So, anywho, I'm like, ah. Uh, yeah. So, it was like, all right. And uh, so I start, start fucking... My my Boise career off with with the bar fight, messing my hand up, which which was great for a year. Had three fights, and you know before that it was fine, no problem. Bar fight, bam, messed up. Like, okay, all right, well, we'll see how it goes. And I, and I knew I'm like at that point I'm like, okay, I'm in Boise. I'm like, it's my last chance of playing any pro hockey. So I'm like, I'm battling through this. I don't care how bad this is, and yeah, went off from there and. Had some fights and well, tried to play as normal as I could, play like they used to, and yeah. Well, I told Terry Ryan that you were coming on the show, and all he's yeah. all his only reply were Nat, uh, Natty Lights <laughs> and Karaoke. That was the only thing he said. <laughs> oh, well, well, Karaoke is fucking Terry downtown at the, uh, uh, it was called a piano bar. Fuck, but that guy, man, unbelievable. Like, that guy, you sit down and play, uh, if you, if you can play, Mr. Tambourine, man, that guy can sing. Like he, he's, it's crazy, man. He's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, oh, I would, I would spend my whole tiny little paycheck, and I would spend my whole. I'd buy, I'd fill up the whole fridge with beer. I'd throw my roommate's food out and just stock fucking natty ices the whole fridge. <laughs> oh man. Well, and I mean, and like you said, and we're talking like Terry Ryan, and I mean, he's got his own podcast now, and everybody's heard Terry's yeah. stories, and and he's, oh, yeah. and he's got his book out, and uh, oh yeah, and his second book is coming out shortly, and um, mm-hmm. but in that book, yep. he yep. talks about a trip to Tijuana that you guys took. Yep. Oh, that was uh, I don't know. I, I look back thinking it was like one of those. It was like the movie fucking The Hangover. Mm-hmm. It was like one day, and it was like, I don't even know. It was like a Thursday night, Thursday day, I guess. But I just remember like going in and out of bars, downtown, Tijuana, nobody there. Um, fuck, yeah, Birdie Yabo. Yabo's dad was actually there. Um, Terry Ryan, Kip, our, Kip Dribnak, our, uh, our trainer. Great guy. Um, fuck yeah, it was just it was it was weird. It was like <laughs> looking back, we're like we're probably lucky we're not dead. But I was saying, like, you're lucky we're, the federal didn't fun get time. hold of you. Yeah. Oh no shit! Like I just remember it was funny. I remember like at one point six of us were crammed in a in a taxi driving through downtown Tijuana with beer. Like we stopped at a liquor store. We got like a like I don't know what it was like fifteen pack. We're Sitting there drinking Takati's in the cab, like six of us crammed in a little like Ford Temple, 
and we're just drinking beers. We're like, fuck, what do you do with the cans? And Cabby's like, just throw them out the window. So we're just tossing cans out the window. And like, oh, it was, uh, it was a fuck. It was one of those nights when you wake up the next day, you're like, holy fuck. But I do remember buying a, uh, I don't know, probably a two foot tall porcelain pig. Made no, I don't know why the fuck I bought it, but I bought it. It was funny because the, uh, so before that, I don't know, not even a week before that, I got in a fight against San Diego and I fought uh, some Sabroka. Yep. I can't remember his name. Sa- Sandro Sabroka. Yep. Yep. He was a tough dude. Um, so anyway, <laughs> we're, we're in Tijuana. My hand just looks like it went to a meat grinder. I got a shiner. So I think that was probably what scared everybody away. Like, yeah. just a train wreck. They're like, don't touch this guy. He's fucking crazy. Carried a porcelain pig. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Seriously. That was the only thing I brought back. All oh, that and some some fake Oakleys, I guess. But, yeah, it was, it was funny. And then we we ended up signing, signing the porcelain pig. And we lived with a bunch of the uh, BSU football guys. Yep. So they signed it. Like, they'd always come down. We'd always have beers and stuff together. And it's like, they were, they were awesome guys too. And we'd, uh, sit around, we sat around having beers. Like, fuck, we assigned this pig. It's like the dumbest thing ever. Like, this giant porcelain pig. I don't know what fucking it was for, but we all signed it. And we had a, an, a condo auction. Like, only four people showed up, but we ended up selling <laughs> that thing to one of our, like, neighbors upstairs. It's hilarious, man. Fuck. But, yeah. Who would have? Yeah, that was a funny story. The, the uh the, oh the life at the west the life in the west coast hockey league right oh uh, yeah oh fuck it was it was so much fun man like the shit we did there was was crazy yeah yeah well, and like, <laughs> well there you Ashley Langdon I mean yeah. talk about the tough dude I mean mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah yeah like he I remember him in the hat and I remember talking to him because he was a young guy in the hat when he showed up to camp and, and like as I was twenty and I'm like fuck man just fuck, go out there and fucking, you know, show him. Like, show him what you got. Fuck, scrap it up. And, and, uh, he was a good guy. Like, yeah. great guy. And, fuck, he, had, he went out and dialed. And, he had some, uh, he, he had, he had some vicious tilts. I know, he, cause he was a junior A. He played in the BC League. And, uh, yep. yeah, I got yep. some of his videos up on my YouTube page. And, like, he, he was pumping guys in Chilliwack and stuff. Yep. But, yeah, like, in San Diego there, I mean, shit, the dude had, like, 900 minutes in two years. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Never would have guessed that, ever. When I first met him, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Good for him, man. That's unreal. Well, unreal. Uh, and I'm especially at San Diego because they had, like, Martinson as the coach. and. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and they just, like you said, like, Ashley, I'm just looking at the roster. Yeah, Cabana, Langdon, that yeah. Serge Crocheteer guy. Um, yep. Oh, yeah. Know. You know, and then you said, and then, and, and then, you know, and actually they had Garrett Strohshine. He was there for a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, like you said, to top it off, you got Martinson behind the bench. I mean, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, no that, that's going to be pretty well, wild. Well, it was funny because it was like when I like – that, that that season, um, it was it was crazy. It was like I almost sat back and like, yeah, I got in my fights. But, like, I watched – like, in Austin, I watched Lego dismantle the league in Austin. Like, yep. he fucking fought – Everybody and just he was unbelievable. He was on fire, man. Like he fucking killed everybody. And then I go to I go to Boise, and then I watch uh, Yabble do the same thing. Yep. Like he was just 
just on a tear. Like, he fucking just killed. Just unreal. Like, every game. Oh, it was, it was crazy. So I felt like I was, like, just secondary. Like, you know, I'd get in my fights and kind of blend in do what I could. But, like, fuck. You know, you, you know, Yabo's a man. And Austin, like, it was a man. Like, just kind of playing second fiddle, right? Like, Well, and, and like you said, there was no... Me? Like there's no short, like you, you know, shortage of guys. And again, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, well, because yeah. you needed two or three guys, you know, in that league. It just looked yeah. like Long Beach had Yuasco and Roger Maxwell. Then Fresno, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fresno's got Brad Boff and uh, and uh, mm-hmm. and well, and legendary Greg Spenrath, who was around forever. Oh, which is fucking that's hilarious. I tried to fight him my first game. He looked at me, he just laughed. He's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And literally skated away. Literally just skated away. I'm like, what the fuck? That's hilarious. I had no idea who he was, too. I was like, fuck, let's do this. I got to fucking get it going. But I, I thought it was funny. He's just like, no, come on, kid. Who are you? I'm like, all right, you got me, shit. Skate away. <laughs> like, fuck, what do you do, right? Like, oh, yeah. right. I'm not going to jump him. Yeah, well, and then at Bakersfield, you got Lakovic and some guy named Mazer. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Major, so play with him and spoke. Yep. Tough, tough as tough as nails. Tough yep. guy, you know, coming up. And then, and then I play against him. Yeah, he's in Bakersfield, and he fights Terry Ryan. They have a legendary three-hour fight. Then he fights Yabel a few times. Have craziest fights ever. I, I loved, I loved the way Major fought because he. Like we talked about earlier, like the rock, like get the quick ones in, pull you down or whatever happens, happens. He wanted to, he wanted to drag out as long as he could. I loved it. Yeah. Like he wanted to fight. Well, you and, and when he was in a fight, let's go. It like, was that, interesting because you and him were similar. You fought the same. Yeah. You were the same size, yeah. give or take, yeah. you know, and you both yeah. had that kind of the Langdonish style. And, yeah. uh, it's yeah. interesting it, uh, that you guys, yeah. because it was interesting when I had Mike Brown on the show and we talked about you guys. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. he said, no, I'm not trying to disrespect either of those guys because they were both yep. really tough. But he goes, I couldn't yep. tell them apart. They were the same. He yep. goes, so in my head, oh. the fight. He goes, the fights I'm getting mixed up because they were the same. Hey, if somebody makes me the same as fucking, if they're thinking the major fight. That's a that's a call point to me any any day of the week, man. But it, but it's true if you if people out there you yep. go and look at the footage, yep. it is you guys do look the same. And um, yeah, yeah. You know, well, and he always talked about in Spokane when you guys were practicing, yeah. if it wasn't going good and Babs was getting mad, that he goes, well, we just start a fight. No. So, yeah, there's a, there's a fucking funny story. I, I think my first year, I probably had eight fights in practice my first year. So, <laughs> like, and, the, and not like messing around either. Like, like me and Roster had two well, in practice, one crazy fight. Like, we battled. Um, Brad Ferentz fought him. Trent Whitfield. Like, they actually let us go for about a second until, obviously, the coaches broke it up. But, um, but yeah, no, like, it was it was great. And we used to joke about it. It was like, me and Josie would laugh. Like, we're, we're doing line drills. Like, okay, we're, what, what drill are we going to do next? Dump it in the corner with a fight and then a regroup and uh, three on two? Like, Literally, there was more. I we had, I've seen more fights in practice and spoke than when I played Medicine Hat in games. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you you, you almost think that's normal. Like, you're like yep. you play there for three years. That's your only senior career you have. 
And fuck, I had more fights in practice in, than most guys get in, in the season nowadays. Like, it's embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, and it's so funny because people, younger people listening right now are just like, they're just oh, shells. They're no just way. shell shocked. It's like yeah. just a different world. Yeah. I know. Like now, yeah. if there's a fight in a practice, oh, the video of course makes Twitter and everyone's all, oh, I can't believe they're doing that and whatever. And I mean, that <laughs> yeah. was just, that was just Tuesday oh. back in the day. Oh, so you know, one of my best, not best, but like one of just just to put things into perspective. So my first year spoke. We're getting ready for playoffs. Me and Jonesy, like I said, we're we're best friends, right? Like we. Um, oh fuck! Always hung out, went to school together. Like we were, you know, schoolies and fuck. We're skipped one day of school, and I don't know. Fuck! Somebody found out. Long story. So we're 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 literally in the. There's like a five day. We had like a five day uh, break between our last regular season game and our first playoff game. So it's just five days of practice. It's, there's no games. It's just get ready for the playoffs. We wind up in practice, and Hugh Hamilton from Saskatoon was uh, yep. was Ty Jones' roommate. And Huey comes up to fucking. We're doing our, our, our stretch. Like we get out there, we're doing the stretch. Babs running the stretch, and Hammy comes up to Jones. He's like, "Hey, fuck, man, the guys are a little pissed off. You guys missed school, or what? Like, you kidding me? Whatever. All right, man. Whatever." So he's like, and he's and he literally tells Jones, he's like, "Yeah, well, hey, keep your head up." Jones like, "Okay." So he kind of tells me, I'm like, oh, all right, fuck, whatever. Three, this is this is practice, like two days before fucking playoffs start, my first year. We're skating around, doing fucking drills or whatever. First, first, uh, first kneel down in front of the, you know, the whiteboard, Babs is fucking running the drill over the board. And all of a sudden, Sean Gillum, the captain, which, fuck, he was a good dude, and I get it. I understand what kind of pressure he was under, whatever the fuck, but, but he starts beaking Jones, and he's like, what the fuck, he skipped school? Come on, what the fuck? Like, whatever, and he was like, are you kidding me? All of a sudden, gloves are off, he jumps Jonesy. I'm like, what the fuck? So, and me and Jonesy kind of had that little pack, right? Like, if shit goes down, this is crazy, like, we're on, a, we're on the same team, like, but we're like, hey, you know, I got your back, you got mine. Um, which you shouldn't have to have that back on your own team, but it's fucking, <laughs> it was crazy. I Seriously, like, people can't even fucking fathom. Like, it no. was fucking nuts. Like, this is right before fucking playoffs. So Gilly jumps Jones. I'm like, what the fuck? So my gloves are off. I'm trying to get a hold of Gilly. By then, Jonesy's already got, got his gloves off. He grabs Gilly, and he's literally fucking ragged on Gilly, which is hilarious because... Jonesy's sixteen, Gilly's twenty. Um, I love Gilly. Not a not a fighter by any means, but he's he's trying to make a point, right? He's a captain, he's yep. you know. I, I get that. He's sending a message. But that guy had a fucking pick on. Like Jonesy's just fucking throwing him around. Meanwhile, my gloves are off. Fuck Birchie jumps me from behind. I'm like, what the fuck? So me like Birchie's grabbed me. I'm turn trying to turn around to get ready to fuck get going. And all of a sudden, Hails on me, boss! Like the whole team jumps. It's like gloves everywhere, brawl. I'm like what the fuck? Like, this is practice. Like <laughs> practice. Like I said, I had more fights in in training camp, practice, exhibition than I probably had in regular season. It was fucking unbelievable. It was like it was exhausting. Like you know. <laughs> but and then it was. If you're a bubble, but then after it was all done, you guys were cool. 
It's all best friends ever. It was yeah. fucking weird. Like, like, yeah, fuck, I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll, yeah, like me and, I don't know if you know Ryan Berry. You know that name? My first year in Spoke, he was, uh, it was his second year. Um, we're the same age. He's 6'3", 215. He's a big D-man. Um, we fly, I think, three times that year in practice. Um, cause he was, he, he was one of those guys. He was like a seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth defenseman, right? So he had to fucking prove himself in practice to get a chance to play that game. Yep. So he was constantly fucking like going after people. I'm like, finally, and finally you have an offer. Like, fuck you, motherfucker. Like, let's go, you know? Well, no, but you know what I mean? Like, so you're, you're going. And then like, after the, like, we'll, like, I'll fucking punch in the face as hard as I can. But then two seconds later, like, it's not like, it's not because I'm, like, I don't like you. I'm just doing it because, you know, don't come after me, man. Like, yeah, yeah. You know? So it was, like, no big deal. Like, fuck, we're best friends. I, I, fuck if I saw, I, I'm, I mean, I haven't seen him since, shit, since Spokane. But if I ran, fuck, I would love the guy. I have tons of respect for him, you know? But, well, but it was just, weird. It was just, just the way it was back it, then. Yeah. Like, you're a bubble guy. Like, you're, you're that... 12th, 13th, 11th, 10th forward, you you better be showing something. And, like, in practice, it was like I've never seen anything like it. Like, there was more fights and more brawls in practice than I've fucking seen. Um, there's more fights in our practice than there is in the league now in regular season. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, so we wrap so, so you wrap up, uh, Boise. You guys, unfortunately, lost in the final and everything. But after that, yeah. after that season, you're, then that's it. Did you, um, yeah. Was that a conscious mm-hmm. effort on your part that you just had enough or it was, uh, and just time to get on with life or was it, well, uh... weird. well fuck, you know, it, part of it, but like I wanted to keep going because I had so much fun there and it was weird. Cause I felt like I fucking bowed through my, my, my hand. So it turns out. So as soon as the season's over, I go home, I have hand surgery, tore about 97% of my, my, uh, pointer finger knuckle tendon. Um, so like I could barely, barely make a fist. So I had, I think I had, I don't know how many fights I had that year in Boise, but, but every fight trying to clinch, just make a fist was, was tough. Right. Like, yeah. So I get home, as soon as I get home, I had surgery. Um, and I was pumped. I wanted to go back. I wanted to fucking play there again. I loved it. So I actually got offered a contract, signed a contract, went back to go play was excited to go, but apparently tendons, uh, well, I learned that quick, like apparently the tendon injuries healed way slower than like broken hands, so I show up at camp, just kind of get mobility back, I had a, um, I had a playing cast that I get to wear, like a plastic playing cast, whatever, over my hand, and fuck, barely hold my stick, get there, I'm like, it was, it was almost a joke. And I was kind of pissed because, like, uh, my old buddy from Spoke, John uh, John Shockey, was there. And, um, yeah, I was fucking, yeah, I was pumped to play, but I, I just, I couldn't. And I knew it, so I was like, well, I guess I'm done. And met my wife there in Boise, and then we just called it quits. And, fuck, yeah, that was it. Well, it was a hell of a run, man. Like it was, uh, you know, like yeah. you said, it was a yeah. shame. Shame that the last little bit was with the injuries, but because uh, uh, as a fan, it would have been fun to see uh, what a healthy graph could have done in uh, in Austin and in yeah. uh, in Boise. Yeah. But uh, 
Yeah. But there we go. It, uh, yep. the story yep. of Chris Graff. Well, I had, uh, but before you get out of here, I know we've been, this is going really yep. long and it's been great, but yep. I have to ask yep. you, cause I know you talked about it earlier or on the yep. phone with me before when you, mm-hmm. when you were in Spokane, yep. the legend who just won the minor league mayhem Twitter tournament, oh, the legend God. link Gates, Link. you oh, par- you partied with link Gates one night. Did you not? So my my first year, seventeen, like I said, I was living with Pudol and Carrelli, and our billets were the most adorable. There's an older couple, uh, Mormons, just like quiet, calm, just the most beautiful people you've ever met, right? And they they heard they knew Link was coming to visit, but they had like prior engagement, so they were gone. And uh, so before they left, they came downstairs. Like talk to me, pause and cards, and and uh, they're like, "Hey, Link's coming to visit." Um, not that he like I, I can't remember how she were, but she, like she didn't say like Link's got a drinking problem, or whatever. But she's like, you know what? Just don't encourage it. If you guys are gonna have beers or, or drink or whatever, don't encourage them. Um, you know, and that was it. Like we're like, okay, yeah, fuck, obviously no, no problem. Um, anywho, they left. Next morning, wake up. It's I don't know. I roll upstairs at nine in the morning. I see like a twenty-four pack sitting on the kitchen table. Like what the fuck? I walk in and I see the. At that time, I thought it was the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. Like he was just like. Not only did I see videos of him fighting like Probert and like my hero, you know, like fuck. So I'm seeing this like. And then you see him in real life, like, wow, this guy's a fucking, this guy's amazing, right? He's there, and fucking goes to shake my hand. His hand's, like, three times the size of my fucking body. Like, holy fuck, he's a big dude. And he's just like, hey, I'm, I'm Link. And, and then, you know, pods and cards come up. And we're like, all right, how's it going? Well, we had a, a team party that, that same night. He... <laughs> went into our adult's closet, grabbed this baby blue bedazzled kitten sweater, <laughs> which came up to his elbows. It was a, a full-blown sweater, like, but literally just came back, like, barely past his, his, uh, his elbows, barely car- covered his belly button, throws it on, shows up at the team party, and just fucking party with us. It was, it was hilarious. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> But he, crazy, he, right? he didn't get too out of control. He didn't beat anybody up or anything. He, no, he didn't. You know, it was fucking. It was funny. Like he was fucking. It was. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah. Like I mean, that was obviously the first time I met him, so I had no idea. But did you ask about the pro, did fuck, you ask about the Probert fight? <laughs> I, you know, fuck. Knowing me, man, like I, I look back now, going, how the fuck did I not get an autograph? And like, how did I not? Because I was like a. A fan, big time fan, right? Like, fuck, you went toward to a Kobe? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm 17. I'm just looking at this guy. I'm like, wow, man. Like, you got punched in the face by my fucking hero. Like, that's like I, I, I can't believe I didn't. But I think I was too scared to ask him. You know what I mean? Like, oh. Well, here's another one I'm going to ask you. Your I buddy, wish I could. Your boy Ty Jones. He he yep. gets drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks, and off he goes. Oh yeah. Oh. Well, we know who's playing on the Blackhawks. What did you ask him? I got the most heartbreaking story in the history of hockey, man. So if you came over, like I'm standing in my basement right now, 
and I have an entire wall dedicated to Bob Prober. Like he's, I've seen it. Yep. He's, he's my hero, literally my hero. Like, so I have a whole wall of Bob Prober stuff, like right. And and Jonesy knows that I'm the biggest Proby fan in the history of the world. So he goes there. He gets an autograph. This is according to Jonesy. And I'm gonna fuck. I believe me. We've gone back and forth on this, but two graphs are from Proby signed picture. But he moved because because Jonesy went from there to I think it was Norfolk was the farm team. Yep. I can't remember um, at the time, but he he went to like six different leagues, moves back to Spoke, and apparently in the moving, it's gone. So I I was almost like, you know what? Don't even tell me because like it to this day tortures me. Like that I could have that on my wall. You know what I mean? Like two graffer from Proby? Are you kidding me? Like that'd be like oh, I would that would at least fucking steal my career. Like right there, I'd be happy. Well, see now it all started. It all started with him. Like, well, you know what? I, and now I I feel so bad <laughs> about that because Mazer told yeah. me he got you the stick and you have it. I think. Oh, or something. I have the stick. I do have the stick. Oh, okay. So I should I should say that. And I do have the Proby stick here, which is fucking unbelievable that I have a stick from Jonesy, and Jonesy brought his stick back. So that that renew it, but like. The whole autograph picture was just like, oh, talk about dagger in the heart. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. Yeah, the icing on but the game. But you, but you did get stick here. Like, you got the game used stick, so that's pretty good. But uh, oh no, it's it's amazing. Like, fuck, I, I yeah, like I can can be happy with that. Man. Well, yeah. There we go, and like I said, I'm coming to Edmonton here shortly. Well, I'm in Edmonton, you know, a few times a year, so I get, yep. I, I definitely have to hit up the Graf residence to see this. Oh, but uh, you'll, you'll you'll love it. It's got the Wall of Fame, man. My, my favorite fighter of all time. Like you get the autograph, Darren Lang and Eric Goddard, Brian McGrath, Wendell Clark, Proby, obviously Coaster, Rob Ray. Fuck, you, you name it, man. Well, see, that's been the beauty beauty thing, especially talking to you, because we've had a lot of phone conversation before this, is that you were a yep. fan growing up as, like, as I yep. was of, like, the tough guys. Yep. And, like I said, you had the fight videos and the buying them from the yep. hockey news. And, like, yep. you and I had a similar path, right, in terms yep. of our in yep. terms of our fandom. Of course, and you, obviously, yep. you went on to, you know, fight and shit and do it. But, uh, no. you know, so it was, like, we had that similarity. So it's been real, yeah. real fun talking to you and getting to getting to know you on the phone and talking. And I'm, yep. I'm so happy that you finally, we finally got you on the show. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you coming yeah. on, man. This was a great episode. Thank you very much. No, thank you. I appreciate having me on. Thanks, Dan. I, I, I love your show, and yeah, I have mad respect for all the guys that you have on. Man. I, I love it. Love what you're doing. Well, thank I mentioned that. I like I said, I mentioned on Twitter a couple times that you were coming on, and uh, like Aaron Miller and the boys, they were all fi- they were all fired up to hear it. And uh, oh, Nosey, yeah. Have you ever talked? Has Nosey ever talked about his brawl? He's too modest to even bring it up. Here, so. throw it, let's throw it down because we know he's going to be listening to this show. Oh fuck! He had a fucking unbelievable fight. Uh, I think I don't know. I think it might have been his only one that I remember. He, he could have had more. Like I said, my memory is fucking horrible. But um, but I remember him speed day, and I can't remember who the fuck it was. I want to say it was Trey Cities. Was it? Oh my god! Um, he's gonna be pissed off that I'm gonna get this wrong. Anyway, I remember Mosey fucking goalie to goalie killing somebody. And I remember, like, cause, so my second year, I didn't even tell you. So my second year, I lived with Nosey for a while. Nosey and, uh, um, oh, my God, 
another young young guy, fucking awesome dude. But we had a, we had a good time. But I remember watching that fight after that. Like we had the little video of it, and it was fucking unbelievable, man. Like Mosey was, he's a big man, and he fucking <laughs> gave it to a guy. Fuck, it was awesome. It was awesome. And you were saying it was a try. You now you got me thinking. Who was Aaron Baker? I think it was Ryan. try. I wanted to. It might have been Baker, which is funny because I played with Baker when I was younger. Baker, I, Brian Boucher, Evan Baker? Lindsay. I don't know. That's the three I know. I, I don't think it was Boucher. Fuck. Oh, my God. No, because it was my second year. Boucher, I think, was gone after my first year. I think. Boucher was the first goalie I ever scored on. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean. Uh... Well, actually, no. Second goal, but. <laughs> yeah, well, first home goal. Yeah. Well, there. Like, well, now you got me thinking. We'll have to. I'll have to ask Miller. He'll. Uh, Aaron Baker. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Yeah. I'll yeah. have to ask him who his Fuck. tilt was against. But. Uh, oh yeah, you have to. Yeah. What a fucking. Yeah. What a great guy he was. Man. I think his his kid was just in WHL camp this year. I think. Are you? No way. Yes. How, how's That's that? Crazy. How How old are we, Graffer? I know. Isn't that crazy, man? Like, I'm. I'm so old that all the guys. I'm. The only guy left that I played against was like Chara. That's so league, man. Marlo and Marlo. Marlo, yeah, Marlo. The that's two, it, the two guys yeah. hanging on, yeah. At least I, I can be like, hey, man, I, I'm like, I fought that uh, Chara guy, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the old grandpa. Like, yeah, yeah, I fought that guy. Absolutely. And like, yeah, right. Shut up. It's, like, it's how a, old are you? <laughs> so that's the thing, though. It's it's on YouTube for all for the world to see. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, oh yeah. Oh man! Well, thanks again, buddy. I was I, I appreciate it, man. Well, there. Hey, like I said, thank you very much for coming on, and uh, yeah. oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I had fun. Thank you very much, man. I, I love it. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 